Of course, I'm going to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com. Uh, make sure you sign up for the uh, email list there. There will be stuff. I know we're like in t today's December 2nd. You got to give us a little bit of time to catch up here. I'm going to make up. I'll probably, there's going to be some days where we give away multiple things because, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to get used to being back. All right. And um, there's just a lot of organization to do, but we do have stuff that's already there. So that's going to happen. But everyone has to be on the email list. It will happen. Before we get to, to the end of this month, we're going to do that. So go there. Uh, we do still have patches. I've got new patches coming in, which uh, if Rolando reminds me here, I'll show them. But here are the current patches. So these are about to get retired when the new ones come in. Uh, nice. You guys can get all of that on the website. Um, let's see. There's also links there to Ballistic Inc. and, and a whole bunch of different places. All right. Uh, big shout out to Franklin Armory for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, we appreciate those guys. They make binary triggers and a bunch of other things. Uh, some really nice guns from those guys. Um, definitely check out Franklin Armory. I don't know. A lot of places, their their uh, sales ended yesterday, right, Rolando? So I'm yeah, guessing, for the most part, that's what I saw. Yeah, from Black Friday stuff, you got Cyber Monday, and then, and then it's out there. So what I would say is check on the website there, and if you're looking for deals or codes and things like that. We'll get it out to the folks out there. Okay, uh, please smash the thumbs ups as you guys are coming in here. Share this if you can. Big shout out to Franklin Armory and let's roll the open. Welcome back to the Hanks. All right, make sure that Lifestyle you smash that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. It's going to be me and Rolando Puerto Rico Pistolero in the house. Jazz hands, we got to do it. There goes the jazz hands. What's up, Rolando? What's up, folks How's out there? Go ahead. How's What's it up? going, Hank? Good, good, man. Good. I'm trying. I'm trying to hype myself up because it's <laughs> really, really hot in this freaking building. People are putting heat on, which does not work when you put earmuffs and you have lights and all the kind of stuff that's going on here. So I'm so trying. I don't want to pass out in front of the people. The Floridians can't handle uh, <laughs> can't handle fifty and sixty degree weather. I'm telling so you, freaking yeah. out. Why? Mm -hmm. It's at least sixty five degrees outside. Yeah, uh, Joe. Even Joe this morning was like, "Oh, it's way too cold." I was like, "This is perfect. This what? is great." I sat and worked outside for uh, an hour or so. I was like, How, "This is fantastic." You guys are in South Florida. What was the temperature? Oh, it was like uh, I think the coldest it was was fifty one this morning, and then throughout oh, the day it was, like, it was like sixty five. So it was great. Balmy. Kept the windows open. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's balmy. I think it went down to thirty two at our place. Wow. I saw because I saw thirty two, and the cars were a little like well, there's one car that was left out, and that was a little frozen over. All right, we're gonna get into this. We're gonna talk about this and a lot of other stuff. Um, I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode six hundred and eighty one of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. My guest, there he is, Rolando, the Puerto Rican Pistolero, is joining us. We're going to be talking about whatever he wants to talk about. Ooh. Whatever you guys all out there want to talk about, you set the topics. We'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Uh, shooting Gallery, Annie says 37 degrees in Massachusetts. Ooh. Not, not, <laughs> not fun. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Um, you had your opportunity, sir. To move to Florida. <laughs> Come on, you got to at least be a snowbird. I don't like those kind of, um, not on a consistent basis, I don't like those temperatures. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Latina Locked and Loaded says, why is the heat on? And that we, ha you guys had the windows open. Yep. 
Yeah, it's nice. Uh, really? This is not cold weather. No, this is it's perfect. Nice. I wish yeah. it was like this all the time. Yeah. Night Train says, uh, sorry I missed the scraggly former ATF dude last night. I had a hot date. Ooh. Interesting. Hot date. I don't know that I don't know if that's code for anything. But yes, <laughs> we, we did have Vincent Sheffalo on last night, and he's the author of this book, Rat Snakes. Um it was a great episode. If anyone missed it, go rewind and look at it. Uh, it was pretty good. It's also out on audio. You guys can find that on iTunes and you can listen to it. It's very, very entertaining. I actually have come to the end of the audiobook. I'm listening to this and it's pretty good. So um, we're going to try to have Vincent back on here because I thought he was cool. You know, and maybe we'll mix it up and do like a whole ATF thing. You know, <laughs> I'll try to get my friend Mike Deddy who had his run ins with the ATF. Vincent was also a Marine. Um, also has a bachelor's and a master's degree mm. and looks like a total criminal. You will not leave this guy alone in your house. You would not <laughs> let him babysit your kids, but he's a, he's a completely good guy. <laughs> you know, but he just Sorry. he had the looks to go undercover. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, you can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of folks. Clint Sanders says good show last night. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary uh, Filippo also says uh, good show last night. Um uh, and uh, Chris Bullis says good reason to miss one night uh, train, and uh, he was awesome. So yeah, if you had a, if you had a seriously hot date, it's, I'm not you know, but you could you could have had your date and still looked at the show, <laughs> right? I think that's possible, Rolando. No, you could watch it. You could watch it with your date. <laughs> yeah, I think we could be romantic material. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, oh man. You don't want that person to see what kind of nonsense you get. It's too early. It depends on it depends on who's on the show that night, and if it's uh, <laughs> if it's a Monday night episode, maybe not. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely. But listen, any any episode of this could be really dangerous and go off the the rails really really quick. That's um, true. So listen, here's something I really want to do here at the beginning of this, um, while the folks are coming in here. Um, I, I want to make sure we spend some time promoting you guys. You're, awesome. you're still doing the podcast on Sundays, right? Yes. Uh, every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. Very cool. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and show you guys. This is how you find Rolando and Joanna. Uh, it's called Locked and Loaded Latinos. That's the, if you search that on Google, it'll, you'll see the YouTube come up here. I'll pull it up here. This is what it looks like. You guys need to subscribe here to the channel. Um, they definitely come on 245 subscribers let's make this show tonight a marathon to get those numbers up <laughs> we need to get those numbers up here come on let's you know let's I appreciate it yeah let's make i'm gonna keep coming back and looking at this number and it better go up from this and it better go up to more than one that's all i'm trying <laughs> to say you know so hopefully everyone who's watching this share it with someone and have them go over there. Get on your extra troll accounts that you have. You know, whatever you got to do. <laughs> and get in there and subscribe to it. Um, and what did you guys do for the, um, over the weekend, the Thanksgiving podcast? Was it, I think you said it was just you and Joanna? Yeah, we just kind of did a free-for-all since we, uh, obviously we didn't have any guests on this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just kind of went in, usually we try to plan about, you know, three or four different topics that we want to talk about and kind of hash it out along with our little constitution segment. Right. But this week we just kind of went in and we're like, you know what, 
we we kind of tuned out of the news a little bit. Uh, we lived life and spent time with our family, so let's just have a kind of a free for all. So we just kind of talked about whatever we wanted. Had the uh, the crowd come in there and talked about some of our future shows and some of the things right. that we wanted to. Uh, we spent a lot of time about 3D printing just because that's something that we've been into lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something we can talk about. Uh, Joe and I recently ordered a 3D printer, so cool. it should be here by this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to get right into doing stuff from random trinkets to stuff that might be useful. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, I think we should mm-hmm. we should talk about that. That should be one of our subjects. And I'm going to show you guys. Listen, so here's my here's my pitch for this show. First of all, these are some these are some very intelligent very uh, articulate. No, I'm just kidding. That's like <laughs> that's code word. That's how you start problems. I think your they show look, they look good for minorities, don't they? <laughs> they? They sound pretty smart. I I think your show has something for everyone. So you know, for the dudes, you got Joanna. You know, when she gets all fired up and goes on a rant, it's awesome. You know, for the ladies out there, you know, you got the uh, very sultry, deep voiced Rolando on there for the ladies. Thank you, you know, thank you. You could try that trick that uh, Howard Stern did. You know, you, you can like the ladies could do the speaker trick. Do you know about this? Or are you no, too no, young you to know about, about that one? So Howard Stern. Oh, no one heard that from Lola. <laughs> no one. We're gonna pretend we didn't hear that from Lola. But Howard Stern, <laughs> he's famous for. Um, it, I think it was even in his movie where there was a female caller, and he thought like, "Hey, I could." I could help you, you know, get your rocks popped off. And she sat on a speaker and he made like very low rumbling noises into so the speaker. So he's doing like the, the ASMR thing before it became a thing? Yes, basically. this was way back. This I think this was the 80s. This was the mm-hmm. 80s when it happened. So if anyone knows about that, uh, if anyone remembers that, throw your hands up in the air and let us know that you remember that. Uh, Skibby Waver says he subscribed. Uh, Brinks, oh, thank you. Yes. Much appreciated. Brick says Hank's in trouble already. I told you guys I wake up in trouble, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Razor JB says they have a great podcast, uh, hashtag Real Talk. Thank you. Razor's on there. He's great. Yeah, and he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Big supporter of us, Mm -hmm. you know, Razor JB. So um, he enjoyed last night's episode, which was like, you know, let me tell you something. I got to say something. I didn't think as many people, because I thought, like, ATF dude, I was like, these guys are going to lose their, their shiznit, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And just go right in. But uh, Vince is such, like, he he's like an undeniable character. So mm-hmm. I was surprised that even uh, Razor enjoyed that, man. Because I, I thought everyone here was just going to go in, but he was pretty he was pretty tough. You know, we, we spoke about everything. We spoke about mm-hmm. Waco. Which, wow, you went there? Wow. Yeah, we went there. We talked about braces and bump stocks. You know, um, it was pretty, it was good. It was a good show. That's awesome. Yeah, I've got to check show. it out. I got to check out the replay then. Yeah, Chris Bullis wants to know what time you guys are on. We're on at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern every Sunday. There you go. So and then uh, we Sunday. usually post the audio Sunday. the next morning if, uh, yeah. if you can't watch it for so any reason. So where do you guys put up your audio? We put it up. It's pretty much everywhere, but uh, iTunes and Spotify are our biggest, okay. uh, have our most listeners, but it's on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Anchor, Google, uh, and a bunch of other ones that I don't okay. even, uh, even yeah. uh, once you, listen to. Once you put it up on there, it kind of like syndicates. 
Yeah, yeah, places, it goes or... it goes to all of them. So, but those yeah. are the big two that uh, that we mm -hmm. really track. More yeah, than the other ones. Yes, mm -hmm. and by the way, you have two new subscribers. Look, I'll show the tally in there. Ooh. You went from two forty five to two forty seven. What? Ooh, I, I yeah. There you go. Actually, I actually have a little counter next to me, part of my little stream deck that actually uh -huh. shows. Uh, <laughs> oh, it does. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I cool. got like a little extension for the board that I have, so it shows how many mm -hmm. subscribers you have and mm -hmm. and what's going on on YouTube and all that stuff. Okay, so. cool. Yeah. Um, thanks to Sweet. those two people out there who actually yes. subscribed. I hope more. Thank of you very you, much. Yes, more of you guys need to go out there and smash that uh, subscribe and, uh, button. Yeah, and honestly, the chat is the reason that we do the show more than anything else, not just our own enjoyment. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people do, especially when they do the once a week only, they do uh, like usually a recorded show. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know more than anybody, you do a show every day. I think a live show is great because it's unscripted. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more fun. And you, and I think having the chat involved is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think it makes the show a lot better. I agree with you. That's my to me, that's the most fun part of it. And I know not everyone does that where they involve uh, the folks in the chat or definitely like if you don't give money, which, mm -hmm. hey, look, it would be nice. It would be nice. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It would be nice to get the money because I would like to buy a plane like those big mega preachers. <laughs> I, I would like to get a plane. You know, maybe we can make like the church of the gun or something like that. And we could do all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I enjoy getting in people's comments and questions and the interaction and, and all that, the ability to read the room and all of that. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely cool with the way this goes down. So social media, what social media are you guys on? We are on our two most prominent platforms at this point. Our Instagram and Parler is going to be our dominant one now. Okay. Um, we're pretty much... Uh, starting pretty much today or this week, I'm going to start posting everything first on Parler and then ev everywhere else afterwards as far as, you know, updates and things like that. Um, I've just seen that Parler is uh, is better to deal with now, especially in the topics that we deal with. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been easier to kind of build an audience on Parler than Twitter or anything like that. And, and okay. we, we do have our Facebook at auto kind of auto post there, but We've just seen the most success. We started on IG mm -hmm. and now YouTube and mm -hmm. Parler just seems to be the natural extension. Yes. So on uh, – let's see. OK. We got a we got a super chat from uh, Razor JB. Razor JB <laughs> gave us five bucks towards the plane. Thank you, kind <laughs> sir. Thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, on uh, on uh, Parler, I, on Parler, we don't have a locked and loaded Latinos account, but I usually I go through mine. So it's mm -hmm. Puerto Rican Pistolero. OK. And then uh, – and Johanna's there too as locked uh, – Latina locked and loaded. Okay, so let me just show. I'll just show. I'll run in the IG here. And yes. uh, by the way, you guys might see messages popping in here. If when I go to my phone from Walter and Patrick, hopefully nothing terrible pops up here. <laughs> I disclaim any knowledge of anything. But anyway, so here's <laughs> here's locked and loaded Latinos. That's where you guys need to go. That's the IG. And then what was the parlor one? See, I came out of that real quick. No, no. The parlor is uh, Puerto Rican Pistolero. Okay. And then uh, Latina Locked and Loaded. You can find us there. All right. Let's see. Let's go and look on here. So uh, Puerto Rican Pistolero. Let me see if it comes up. Uh, and it's all, all together. Yeah. I'm trying to see. There it goes. So right. there, that's the one you guys need to go to. Mm -hmm. And then you said uh, and then Latina Locked and Loaded also. Yes, and yes. Yeah. Locked. Let's see if I could spell it right. 
She's in she's in the chat, so you can see how she has it spelled there, and it's the same way. Yeah, I just now, had um, it pop up. There it goes. Yeah, so I'm following yes. both of you guys on there as well. Awesome. So those are the places you guys need to go. And are you guys on Twitter? We are on Twitter as well, and I do post there, but – like I said, Twitter's not going to be as much of a priority now, so it'll it'll get the basically the posts after after the fact. What's the Just Twitter because, one? Uh, that will also be uh, Puerto Rican Pistolero. Okay, I just want to make sure that I'm following you on there, Puerto yeah. Rican. And then we do have a locked and loaded Latinos on Twitter as well, but that's kind of I created a long time ago, and with, with all the Twitter stuff, I've kind of. Not totally given up on the platform, but I'm not really going to try to grow Twitter as much outside of the accounts that I already have. Okay, so let me see. Oh, I wasn't even following you on there, so I'm going to follow you on that one. Boom. So that's all the different places. I'm just trying to say because I know like some people don't do Instagram. They don't do Facebook. Mm -hmm. They don't do this. Um, yeah. Hopefully a lot more people are doing Parler. Yeah, uh, and we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, uh, we have a we have a locals too. Locals is like a new website that was created by Dave Rubin, and I think Jordan Peterson helped him back in the mm -hmm, day. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gives content creators their own web page, and you can put all your content there. Mm -hmm. um, I've I've used that as a backup. The thing is, you you can't just like view things unless you're a member of of locals. So I think it has a lot of potential, but uh, mm -hmm. right now, not that many people seem to use it. But I think it'll be a good platform because it lets you create your own little almost social media network within theirs. And then mm -hmm. you dictate your own rules and you can monetize yourself without worrying about the greater rules of locals. So you kind of get to censor or uncensor your own content without them bothering you. Okay, cool. And, uh, mines is also another good one. As far yep, as mines concerned. is good. I've heard, yeah. I've heard MeWe is good too. Yeah. Um, uh, I am, are you guys on mines? I'm not on mines yet. Okay. I, I've been thinking about mines and MeWe, but it, you know, with with everything, it's so hard to keep track of. I'm still trying to build. We're still trying to build up our brand in the first place. So we're focusing more on the platforms that people know us on okay. and grow the content there. But I like mines because it's it's on the blockchain. And if you guys are uh -huh. looking for me on there, it's at real Hank Strange because someone else jacked up Hank Strange on there. But at real Hank Strange is our thing on mines. If anyone's looking for that. And I just I I. You know, what I do is when I make a post, I'll typically write that in a note. This is just like a tip for people out there. If you're dealing with a lot of social media, I write out my post in a note. Like, what do I want to post? What do I want to put in here? I don't really spend a lot. I don't do much of hashtags if I do it at all nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, so I write that out and then I have the picture or whatever I'm posting or those crazy little, uh, <laughs> those little bitmoji things that I use. And I just put that in every single thing and go and run through the whole thing wherever I can do it and wherever I could put links. But mine's is a good one because you could put links. I know on Instagram you can't really put links up on there. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so it gets a little complicated. Uh, let's see here. Um, Rumble's another good one. That's like Rumble. a YouTube alternative. Yeah. That yeah. Bongino made. Yeah. I, I signed think. up for Rumble. I haven't posted anything up there yet, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I posted one of our episodes. It's just a matter of. Mm -hmm. It's more it work. On. Now you've got to, yeah, you've got to go there, upload and then you got to wait for your uploads to finish and all yeah. that stuff. So it's just a matter of having the time to post it in different yeah. places. Here's a good. I'm sure I could come up with like a. I'm sure I could come up with some program or something that like uploads yeah. them. All so at once just then. for people out there who are interested in this kind of thing, I could just. I'm just gonna 
Just bear with me here for a second. This is a little bit of self-promotion. If you go and you Google Hank Strange, this is the thing that I talk about uh, at the beginning of every... Ignore all the horrible stuff that you see. <laughs> that come, I don't know. There's probably not that much uh, horrible stuff coming out there, to be honest with you. But if you Google Hank Strange and then you go to the HankStrange.com, I actually made a page on there that shows everyone and it's in strangerholics so if you click on strangerholics you can sign up for that email list that comes up this is a simple rudimentary site but you see this this has like what looks like m&ms or something like that and this shows all the different video platforms that we're on okay and it shows the social media uh, like this is uh we're on patreon and then we're on all these different social medias you can find that there and i believe this one here is library.tv and it's library, except it doesn't have an I. And if you go to that page, it'll, that's um, like a YouTube type of platform, and it pulls all our videos over there. So you'll nice. see, for example, this PSA AR, um, ARV video that went up uh, sometime last night is already over there. We don't have to do the extra work. It's on there. People could look at it. Um, all of our, most of our videos are there. There's videos that we've removed off of YouTube. So they wouldn't be here when we signed up, but everything from now on should be on there. And this is also on the blockchain. So, nice. Yeah, I would definitely um, recommend that uh, you guys go and sign up for this. Yeah, definitely. What's that library? Yeah, it's library.tv. And if you just leave out the I. Okay. So in library. Yeah. It's funny. Um, really uh, they, it. Library is also used for uh, if we talk about 3D printing later. I've seen a lot of the mm -hmm. 3D printers, especially 2A related 3D mm -hmm. printing files. They drop on Library, their non-TV website. Yeah, like a file repository. Yeah, it's a very it's on the blockchain. And and yeah. as time goes on here, I'm going to spend more time trying to explain to people. Are you uh, very tech savvy? Are you into uh, the blockchain, Bitcoin? Oh yeah, we. Yeah, we have crypto. And oh, it's you been do? very good. It's been very good lately. <laughs> oh, awesome. So you need lately. to be on my panel when we talk about this. Ooh, yeah, I could do that. You need to you need to come on because um man, you know what? It's always crazy that we don't think we're going to have anything to talk about. We always do. <laughs> but but there's something called Tusk T U S C and you could google that and we can okay. we can uh, we can look it up here. But this is actually a cryptocurrency that is for the firearms industry. And we had, um, you know, we, we actually had uh, Rob McNeely from Tusk on. And this is basically something they're developing so we can buy and sell stuff. Mm. Um, you know, uh, and, and I, it's a lot deeper than that. And, and you can go back and look at that show. But I'm going to have him on um, as we go forward here. I'm going to have him on because we really do need to get set up with a way that we can buy and sell stuff to each other because this is one of like Operation Choke Point, this is one of the places that they're mm -hmm. gonna go after us to stop us, um, to deny us of the Second Amendment. So um, that's that's something that we need to spend some time talking about also. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all for all of those technologies at this point for trying to circumvent that, whether it's 3D printing, open mm -hmm. source mm -hmm. uh, files and all that stuff. We yeah. definitely need all, all of the above. Absolutely. So we can, we, we'll get into this more if you guys want to here. I do want to um, go back to, so I think Chris Bullis says he subbed. Uh, Mr. Bullshitter said he subbed. Uh, awesome. Let's see who else uh, said, uh, the arms man said he subbed. 
There you go. Hank, uh, Hank, you you blew it up there. I gained like uh, 15 or 20 subs there almost. Awesome. Let's see. Let's show that. Uh, what are we up to? Okay. Well, 262. 262, boo-boo. Wow, that's awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much, everybody. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That makes me feel good. Listen, I don't know... I don't know what people think about what we do here, but to me, I want to make sure I, I, I feel like I'm not doing this enough for you guys. You guys come on the show here all the time. You help us out, you and Joanna, and there's lots of other people as well. I want to make sure we're doing what we need to do. To oh, no, I, we appreciate it because, I mean, a lot of what we've learned to start the show and, and obviously we have a lot of uh, – a lot of the people that we see in the chat here, they watch our show too, mm -hmm. uh, and they've been great. So you've definitely helped us a lot in basically building our confidence uh, in doing this. So I, I, you know, at first we were like, "Man, are we going to be able to do this? Uh, is this something we can?" But b after being on your show so many times, now we're confident, you know, that we have our own voice and we feel really comfortable doing the show. Mm -hmm. And I know Joe, Joe's definitely come a long way in how she feels about it. Mm -hmm. At first, she's like, "Oh man, I don't know if I was that good." I was like, "No, you just got to be yourself." and She's had a great time, and every time that we finish the show, we're like, man, that just felt good. We had a good time doing that. Yeah. Okay, awesome, man. That's, you know, that's the point here. And and really, to me, like, I feel like I don't do it enough. And, uh, you know, it's we need to do this, right? I think that there's plenty of opportunity out here for everyone. And, oh, and yeah. um, everyone's coming at this from a different point of view. And, all, and, and everyone doing that just makes it better. Yep. Right? It gives the folks out there more choices of who to listen to, more options. Um, so absolutely, we should all be doing this and helping each other out. So, um, Okay, Razor JB is setting a challenge. He says, <laughs> let's go for 300 this podcast. Let's go. I'm with that. Come on, people. Get on over. I'll show you all. I'll show you all again here. Uh, let me see. I'll actually, let's see if I can copy. Someone wants to link. The um the link for mines. I might have to ask Lola Lola to find the link for mines and throw that up on here. But um, I will show you all. Here we go. Let's run this in. Locked and loaded Latinos. That's what it is. We're at. What are we at right now? We are. Let's see what the current number is. Let's refresh it here. We're two sixty two. Okay. Right now, let's get it to like two seventy. But it would be awesome if we can get it to to 300 during the show that, that would be, be great that would be the move but we're, we're doing good as far as i'm concerned right now definitely and Big i will put a link right up there for anyone who wants to go um uh imposter says hi what's up imposter and kathleen music lover says what's the name i'm not sure exactly which one she's talking about um we, we've got so. our url i can drop in there because we do have a, a custom url when you yeah. uh log in so i can drop that in the chat yeah absolutely so let's get over there let's get that up to 270 right now that's what i would like to see from that 262 we get it up to 270 listen for these guys these guys are spending their time and energy and everything making this so even like for you guys to even get monetized we got to get you to a thousand at some point yeah here. you need like a thousand four right. four thousand hours or something of watch time i think yeah, within a certain time period, I think mm -hmm. that within might be a year. nine. Is it a year? Six yeah, months? Yeah, it's a year like right that. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then guess what? Then when you do all of that, you still might not even make, because I could tell you right now, we've got about 7,500 subscribers to this. That's not necessarily who comes in and YouTube spends a bunch of time like ghosting us. We probably yep. make somewhere between 100, 150, 
if we're really lucky, 200 bucks every month mm-hmm. uh, for monetization. <laughs> so, w- but listen, I take it because that pays for some piece of software, like the software that I'm using to do this, mm-hmm. you know, that helps to pay for it. And the, like the people that sponsor us and all that, it's a complicated thing uh, to do all of these things. So uh, Michael Avens, he just subscribed. Awesome. So there you go. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Bullshitter says 325 subs and Hank will send a box of 9mm to someone. Are we talking about <laughs> 20 rounds? or <laughs> <laughs> How big is the box? <laughs> yeah. We'll see. If it gets really crazy here with ammo, I might give some ammo away. <laughs> if, it, if it gets crazy. Let's see how crazy ammo gets. You know, <laughs> how oh, crazy, crazy, how crazy do you think it's going to get? Oh, dude, I don't I don't even know at this point. It just <laughs> keeps it keeps getting worse and worse all the time. It seems mm-hmm. we've been waiting on. We just wanted to order like four, four or five hundred rounds just to use at the range uh, so that we wouldn't use our own stuff or just mm-hmm. have replenished. Mm-hmm. And we got it at a good price. It was 40 cents a round, which <laughs> now that's a good price nowadays <laughs> for nine it's millimeter. It's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah, and, and it, and it's yeah, not I'm, just, I'm not laughing. Or, it's but, not too yeah, or anything like that, which yeah. nowadays that's what you'd expect, some uh, steel-cased ammo. No, mm-hmm. it was legit um, blazer brass, you know, decent mm-hmm. range ammo. Yeah. And they just been backing it up every time. It said four weeks. Okay, now it's mm-hmm. been six weeks. And then we keep getting an email every week that's going back. And I was like, we paid too little of a price for it. And it was from – I want to say it was from like Bass Pro or a legitimate website. I forgot. Joe was the one that ordered it. And I was like, I can't believe this. This is absolute insanity. I was like, thank God that we have some stockpile. But it's like I can't go to the range and have fun right now unless it's 22, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So so what are you saying? You think that, you know, uh, ammo, uh, ammo possibilities to folks out there might actually get them to subscribe. What do you think? Oh, probably. That's like yeah. gold. That's like offering somebody gold nowadays, especially in this community. Yeah, <laughs> they're not even going to want to shoot it. They're going to put it up there as like a as like a trophy and be like, "This is incredible. I have ammo." Yeah. Um, so no. Razor JB says, 300 subs this live. I'll send a hundred rounds of nine millimeter to whoever <laughs> is the three hundred." <laughs> Rolando, let me know via I, I, IG. Oh, Razor, I'll, come yeah. on, that's cool, man. Okay, I'll, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to let you know who the 300 subscribers yeah. is if it's like that. You know what? Track. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll match that. Ooh, I'll you get to 300. That. You get to 300. I'll. I'll. We'll match it. All so, right. And then well, you. You guys can go win. You know. Um. You can go in on your on your because that you know 300. That's not too bad to figure out everyone who's subscribed. And you can go in there and pick out someone. So the folks out there, there's motivation for you to like tell your friends, family members, or whatever to get up there and subscribe. You might get some ammo. There you go. So like <laughs> you know, a hundred rounds, uh, like two hundred rounds. That's no joke nowadays. Yeah, two hundred rounds. Two hundred yep. rounds. So uh, let's see. Let's see if we can get it up there. We'll get and, that going then. <laughs> I feel I'll, like I'll keep track. What's of the name of uh, what's the name of that comedian that did the telethons? Oh man, we're at two sixty-seven. Yep, yep. There you go. Yeah. Wow. So there's there's incentive. It's moving. Here. It's moving. And you guys better actually watch this show and share it and all that kind of stuff. You know, um, that's the that's the really important thing here. I think these guys do a good show. They've got some good people. Thank that you. Come on the show. 
Um, but yes, 200 rounds when it gets to 300 subscribers. Boom. Latinos locked and loaded. I will run that in one more time so everyone can see what we're talking about. Um, yes, and Kathleen Music Lover says, I think this is a good idea, and I will share this from Kathleen Music Lover with you as we're Ooh, see, we're crowd we're crowdsourcing. Kathleen it. wants a random draw, and and Joe uh, Joe wants a random draw as well. Apparently, yes. Okay. Let's okay. See. So we'll yeah, do a so random, random draw of everybody that subbed today. Yep. Uh, if we make it to 300, we'll do it that yeah, way. And absolutely. I'll, and we're, we're keeping track of it right now as we get the notifications. Tell all your friends to go sub. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? I might tell – I'm going to tell Walter and Patrick right now to go sub. Go sub uh, Latino – Latinos. Uh, yeah, uh, locked and loaded uh, Latino. Oh locked and loaded Latinos. Locked and loaded <laughs> Latinos right now. 200 rounds, 9mm being given away. <laughs> That's what I'm, I promise you guys I'm typing that. So there you go. Um, there you go. I wasn't planning on a giveaway until uh, like 500 or 1,000, so that works. Yeah, we can, <laughs> we can definitely make it happen. Razor says pick a random one, make it fair. Yep. Who? Um, there you go. Boom. And yep, Imposter says Jerry, Lee Lu uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> um, did those things. There you go. Um, yeah, so we will do that. We will do that. Let us know. Fantastic. Also, if you're here in the chat, as you're subbing, tell us that you subbed. Because mm -hmm. we can actually scroll back through that, and that will help us pick out someone. You'll have better yes. chances. You yeah, know, because I think, if, you put I think if you've got like a totally private account, it doesn't always show who subbed you, so that'll help as well. Mm -hmm. um, Len Holt says, is this on IG or YouTube? It's on YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. Um, let's see. And I think I've got the – It's. I think it's that. There we go. That's the. That's the link to go to it. Razor says, don't just sub, listen. There you go. Um, and Skivvy Waver says, hey, Hank, get for Scott to kick in a thousand rounds. Listen, okay, I'm going to tell you this right now, man. When you guys get to a thousand subscribers, then I'm going to, yeah, I, I'm not, I won't even check with uh, Fort Scott. I will kick in a thousand rounds go. from Fort Scott for you guys when you get to a thousand subscribers. There we go. That's awesome, Hank. Thank just you so much. Just let me much. know. I'll, but you'll <laughs> have to come get it because I'm not yeah, shipping it. <laughs> That's fine. I can come get it. You're not that. You're upstate. I can do that for a thousand rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll burn some more rounds when you come. Yeah, hang exactly. Out. Yes. So exactly. there you go. Um, well, thanks a lot, everybody. Absolutely. I really do want you guys to go and watch these guys and help them uh, help them get the numbers up, help them share their stuff. Um, you know, I think it's really important. And you will find that I'm not just sending you over there for no reason. So. Uh, Don Ferguson says he did on YouTube. Thanks so much. Um, and Brian Quick says, I listen every Sunday. I like the show. So if you already subscribed, let us know that you're already subscribed. You mm -hmm. you might win the, uh, you yes, know. Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll take uh, any of our existing subs that we know we see you here. We'll, we'll yeah. put you on the list, too. Absolutely. So let's talk about let's talk about some other stuff. We're going to come let's back give, to this. Let's give people the show instead of uh, making it an advertisement the whole time. Yeah. 3D <laughs> printers. You guys, you said you guys are getting yes. 3D printers. Which one are you getting? Let me see if I can pull it up here. Yes. Uh, we are getting? getting, it's called a, a Creality. Uh, it's, it's spelled C-R-A, like reality, but with a C in Ender front of it, 3 so. Pro? Yeah. Uh, Ender 3 version 2, but most of the people get the Ender 3, the Pro, or the version 2. They're all Okay, Ender uh, 3 uh, version 2. Okay, so uh -huh. let me see. I'm pulling that up. 
let's see. This says, uh, so there you go. So that's like 262 bucks. That's not bad. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's the newer one. So it's got a few nicer features than the regular Ender 3, mm-hmm. but I think you can buy the Ender 3 for almost a hundred dollars cheaper. So it's like right around 200 and it's like, it's like a car. You can just add parts to it depending on what you want to do to it. Okay. Um, there's a huge, with that particular printer, the reason that we got it mm-hmm. is because there's a huge, uh, there's a huge modding community behind it. So there's a lot of support for it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, files you can find. There are a lot of different mods. The, the cool thing about 3d printers is that a lot of times you can print out the upgrades for the printer itself and just mm-hmm. add them to it. Mm-hmm. So, so it kind of is its own self-fulfilling thing, but Mm-hmm. We really started getting into it. Uh, we've we've been talking about it on our show a little bit lately, and obviously the last couple of times that you've been uh, that we've been on your show, mm-hmm. Joe and I keep throwing out the 3D printer thing. And um, there's actually a website, and maybe if you can ever get this guy on, uh, I would definitely recommend you trying to get him on the show. His name is Control Pew. Okay. So it's con- Control Plus Pew. Um, mm-hmm. He he is pretty much. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that you've heard of defense distributed and, yes. and, and mm-hmm. Cody and, and that whole thing. So control pew kind of took up the mantle after, you know, Cody's, uh, I guess run in with the feds mm-hmm. and his whole website, they tried to take him down. And, uh, so he kind of took the banner and they're a pretty much an open source community of a lot of second amendment enthusiasts that pretty much collaborate with one another to try to print out anything firearm related on a 3d printer. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you go to their website, Control Pew, um, mm-hmm. let me see if it's Control see, Plus control, Pew. Yeah. Plus um, Pew. I think it's Control Plus Pew.com or it's just Control Pew.com. Okay. Control so, Pew. So if you just search Control Pew. Oh, okay. I see it. Yeah. So it'll come up. Uh, you can see the website there. So mm-hmm. they have everything from a getting started guide to what printers they recommend, which is the Ender 3. Uh, upgrades that you want to make and you can even find plans here for pretty much everything and what i mean everything is everything from ar-15 lower receivers lower receivers and magazines to glock lower receivers if you go through the website you'll see that they put up bounties basically like if anybody can design a glock uh, a gen 5 glock lower and it works these are the stipulations you have to use this printer you can't use like any firearm parts so they'll they'll try to like basically put a bounty out there, and if you do it, we'll like throw it into a pot, and we'll send you some money mm-hmm. uh, for the plans and all that stuff. So, so what so what are your skills here in terms of this? Are you, you have you ever done any kind of three D printing or no? No, I've never done anything, but mm-hmm. it, uh, the technology has gotten to the point now where you can pretty much uh, if if you're a little bit tech savvy, you can get a printer working, and you just download the plans, mm-hmm. and you get a uh, what's called a splicer program. And the splicer program actually takes the 3D file that you find. Mm-hmm. It'll show it. It'll show it to you. So, for example, I, I can't. I can't share it to you. But the software that I open, that I use, or that mm-hmm. I'm going to start using, is Ultimaker Cura. Okay. So you'll download the plan. It'll actually show the 3D model, and it'll show how the printer will actually print it out, and approximately how long it thinks it'll take. Hmm. So uh, it's it's pretty awesome, and a lot of these designs work extremely well the golden gun that you can see on top there is actually called the fgc nine millimeter so that's a nine millimeter sub gun so when you see it fully assembled it looks like any other sub gun mm-hmm. that you would see right now it can it's got the adapter in the back for an ar-15 
stock stock adapter. And you can see the, the lower receiver as it's printed out is actually made to fit with AR-15 trigger, um, trigger groups. Mm-hmm. So the whole goal of the FGC-9 was pretty much to do an entirely 3D printed gun, mm-hmm. uh, obviously except for the fire control group and the barrel, even though you can actually – there is a, a technique that a lot of the homebrew crowd has been using where basically if you take a metal – a steel tube – and you run some electrical wires around it. You put it in salt water. I don't know the entire process yet, mm-hmm. but it uses it as essentially if you run that charge through, it will actually create rudimentary rifling inside of a steel barrel. Hmm. So you can actually rifle a barrel at your own home. Obviously, it won't be – there's no guarantee that the twist rate will be perfect or that the rifling will be great. But you can actually theoretically do every this entire subgun up here at home if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And um, even airsoft trigger control groups work as well. So if you don't even want to buy a real AR-15 control group or if you live in a restricted area where you might not be able to get AR-15 parts, you can actually use airsoft parts with that particular model. Okay. Um, So uh, a lot of cool and crazy stuff. I just think from the perspective of being able to save yourself money, not just circumventing, Mm -hmm. you know, laws, I think being able to print your own magazines is pretty awesome. You can save yourself a lot of money. Uh, you can obviously print yourself magazine extensions if you want things like that. If you're a competitive shooter, you can even do, you know, something that Joe and I may do. You can create your own files and do custom merch. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to make uh, locked and loaded Latinos, uh, uh, bobbleheads, yeah, bobbleheads we'll bobble or, <laughs> or custom base plates, you know, anything that wouldn't <laughs> yeah, be, absolutely. that wouldn't be regulated, obviously mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as a firearm part, you can do that yourself and make your own branded stuff. So the sky is kind of the limit. You could do stuff outside of guns. You you yeah. know you can do all kinds of things if you need. I was looking at a video where a guy three D printed, um, like a um, what is it? Air filter box for his car. You know. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. There's just all kinds of things you could do. There's uh, I guess there's these spools and you can get um, lots of different materials in the spools. So yep. there's a ton of uh, possibilities of of things that you could do here. With oh, getting yeah. a 3D yeah. printer, so I know you know what I think that um, it's something that we really have to think about getting on board with. Oh yeah, and, and there's other ones. I think the the Ender three just has kind of the most support right now because mm-hmm. when Creality came out, it was kind of the first printer to break that like three hundred dollar barrier mm-hmm. to be cheaper than that and still be reliable. Mm-hmm. So the community's picked up, but there's other models that are around three or four hundred dollars that if you're not so tech savvy that you don't want to put the printer together yourself. Um, they come pre-built and they're probably just as good, uh, as that. You yeah. just, it, it's like what you get. If, if you build your own computer, you're going to want run windows on it. If you want something to work right away out of the box, you can buy a Mac and it works right away. It just depends on what floats your boat and what you're looking at. Yeah. Um, um so what computer can you, you can use this with any computer. Yeah. So okay. how most of these printers work is that they're almost standalone. So they have an SD card slot. So this particular printer has a micro SD slot. So you'll open the file that you want or create it. Uh, if you're obviously te- if you're savvy enough and you have some engineering or design experience, you can go into uh, an AutoCAD program and design the file yourself. If you want to download a file that somebody's already made, if it's 2A related, you can go to Control Pew. If it's not, you can go to um, I think it's called Thingiverse. Mm-hmm. com and that will pretty much show you all different types of 3d models that you can print so on the front page you can look there that p- 
people have just knobs for cabinets, mm-hmm. spice holders, different signs. Like uh, if you want to make like a 3D printed marquee sign or pencil holder, mm-hmm. they have everything there. Yeah. Um, I think this is probably what Richard Hughes used to print the uh, BOP. Um, like I've got this BOP stencil uh-huh. um, for, for some steel that we have out there. Uh, the gun snob, by the way, I missed this one. He says, that's cool. Hopefully you guys get there soon. The first thousand is the hardest to get to. Oh, uh, yeah, thank yeah, you. It yeah, is. It is. It's, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough to get there. Um, shout out to everyone who's subscribing. Uh, Babyface told me he subscribed. So, awesome. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go back and check. And if you're just joining us. 271 now. Boom. There you go. 271. Latinos locked and loaded. It's going up. Okay. We're at 271. Let's get to 280. Awesome. Come on. I think we could do 280. Easy. And if you're joining us, smash the thumbs ups. All right. Uh, just smash the thumbs ups out there as you come in. We'll be talking about a whole bunch of different, uh, different things here. We're just talking about 3D printers. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, I, I think that there's lots of cool gun stuff that you could do for that. You may Mm -hmm. maybe invent your own accessories or something, you know? Yeah. I think that Um, that would be a great idea. I could see a lot of people making magazine holders, mm -hmm. uh, anything like that. I mean, you see some of the most popular things are things as mundane as, um, as towel racks, Mm -hmm. but there's also really cool stuff. Like a lot of people have printed out, um, uh, screw size indicators. So it'll print little ridges and it's like, I don't know what screw size this is. And Mm -hmm. it's just a plan that you can put the screw on it Mm -hmm. and, uh, you can see what size it is. So I can imagine, um, that something really useful. There's a lot of, like you can print little toolboxes to put your screws in. So if you have a lot of parts Mm -hmm. and you do gunsmithing, Mm -hmm. instead of buying your own generic case all the time for your lower parts kits or anything like that you could print out your own and label it yourself on the printer Mm -hmm. so when it prints out it'll say this is where my springs go this is where you know you know whatever it is Mm -hmm. a trigger assembly will go in this box uh uh anything that you would want yeah so you could you could customize it down to yourself and maybe that's something that we'll end up doing too and we could sell that ourselves Mm -hmm. uh you know so that's the sky's the limit do you think like if we peered into the crystal ball and looked into the future do you think um, that it's very close or more distant that we will see where you could order something online, you know, and there'll be a machine sitting right next to your internet, you know, your internet machine, we're, and then that well, thing just starts printing? Where I think I think we're already there in some ways mm-hmm. because there are already some. As I've been researching more and more into this, mm-hmm. there are already some websites where if you order. Like there was one website that they were selling the um, the spools of filament that go inside, so the plastic that you use to print. And uh, as part of their thing, they're like an extra dollar, and we'll give you the plans for this custom bottle opener that we have. Mm-hmm. And then they send you the plans right there, and you can print it out right there yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they already do that. There are some websites that actually let you outsource your three D printer. So if you're not using it that much, it's almost like a uh, you can make your three pr- D printer like a mercenary. So somebody mm-hmm. will say. Hey, I want this printed out. Uh, it says on your profile that you've got this printer, so it's capable of it. If I pay you this much, will you print it out for me and send it out mm-hmm. uh, to me? And you can do custom work that way. Yeah. So it's actually an entirely different world that I never knew existed. It's like when you first get into guns and you're like, whoa, or cars, you're like, this is a big deal. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how it's been for us the last couple of weeks as we've been doing research. Mm-hmm. But uh, I definitely recommend for anybody – Specifically, check out Control Pew. Um, 
sometimes they need support. So if you want to support kind of open source, stick it to the man kind of things, mm-hmm. or just, you know, other gun people that are trying to make their own products to, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to necessarily go through the large businesses all the time or worry about, oh man, I can't get the specific part. Maybe you can customize it yourself. Yeah. So definitely check them out. And then um, I would recommend, we talked a little bit about uh, a documentary that we watched this week. It's about 3D printing in Europe and uh, kind of the underground uh, firearms 3D printing. So if you search for Popular Front, uh, he, um, Jake Hanrahan, he does a lot. He's an independent journalist. Popular Front. Yes. Um, If you search Popular Front 3D guns, that's actually their top video. He's got 300,000 views now, I think, in about a week. And the video is called Illegally, Illegal 3D Printed Guns in Europe. And mm-hmm. so he interviews this – he says completely anonymous, this gentleman who actually – he's the one that designed that sub gun, the FGC-9. Mm-hmm. And the uh, FGC actually stands for F-Gun Control for those that are – Okay. <laughs> and so it was basically meant to to – circumvent european gun control so basically yeah, they can print we're just gonna skip through it here briefly yeah. obviously we don't want to you know yeah. run into a problem with these guys just so that you guys uh it's uh get an idea of what we're talking about here but uh i think i think a lot of people like the video because this guy is clearly european he's doing something that's completely illegal in europe mm-hmm. that we sometimes take for granted here that we mm-hmm. may be facing some of the same circumstances eventually here mm-hmm. And he is diehard First and Second Amendment. He's like, I'm willing to die for this. Uh, this is what I care about. We don't have these freedoms. So if if I'm not willing to do it, somebody's got to be willing to do it. Uh, and it might as well be me. Yeah. My philosophy of life says that every human being is entitled to defend themselves. Yes. So he so. definitely is a, is a devout believer in the First and Second Amendment. It's like we have to – this is what we need to protect it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, Gray Death says, uh, "Just be wary of detachable coat hangers." So <laughs> that was that was the guy that was member. There was this guy making detachable coat hangers, but they were auto sears. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was selling them on like yeah. He was selling them on uh, AliExpress or whatever. Yeah. Naughty, very yes. naughty. There, there. <laughs> obviously, you can find a lot of things that people would not want yeah. you to do. So I recommend if you do those things, use a VPN or something. Protect yourself and don't be public about doing those things. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, I won't endorse that, but I do endorse freedom. So whatever you want to do, just do it. Yeah, in your absolutely. Own, in your own home, uh, don't tell anyone about it either, though. No, don't. There's a lot of people that like to do like, I just did. I just built this full auto thing, and everybody's like, "Well, you shouldn't tell anybody about that." And then the ATF's <laughs> knocking on your door. Exactly, they're uh, creeping over just like yeah. the meme over. And the they didn't even have to have undercover agents like Vincent. You you ratted your own self out. Exactly. So obviously, be <laughs> careful. Be careful about that stuff, and don't braggadocious. But if you want to do stuff for yourself, especially magazines, in mm-hmm. the coming days where they might tax them, make your own magazines before you can't buy them anymore. Because even if you'll be able to buy them, they'll probably sell out if those restrictions ever come into play. Yeah. Speaking of making whatever you want, Latina Locked and Loaded, Joanna says, I'm going to make a K-pop or anime-themed lower. Yes, she's she is, she's is yeah, she's been going crazy about wanting Is she to a hot stuff. pink kind of chick? I didn't take, uh, I didn't take her for no, that. No, Joe jo, jo I thought she was more everything. goth. She was more like on the goth side. No, I wouldn't say that yeah. she's goth. But, I'm, uh, just teasing, she, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah. She likes, she likes a little bit of everything. I think she just likes to do stuff sometimes to be contrarian and make fun of things. Mm-hmm. So she's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll have a pink gun just to just so that everybody hates on it and then I'll still outshoot mm-hmm. them. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way that she looks at K-pop. it. K pop. Oh man. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. What can I say? I, there's, there's a lot of things that you could do with the 3D printer. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that's... But like I said, if you ever could, I'm going to try to reach out to him to control mm -hmm. Pew. Yeah, uh, he's been on a couple of podcasts already. He's really Does chilled. It, really I, chilled I, I would think that John knows this guy, right? Maybe I don't know. The first time that John I heard Trump? about him, maybe the first time that I heard about him, actually, mm -hmm. um, Tim Pool's buddy started his own spinoff podcast, and he mm -hmm. had him on there, and it was actually a great show because uh, it's Adam Cast IRL. Mm -hmm. Adam is like basically a newly red pill liberal. Mm -hmm. So he's been kind of discovering freedom and conservatism and, and rights and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So he didn't know any of the gun tube, the YouTube rules about guns. So mm -hmm. he brought the guy on the show and the guy's holding the guns during the live stream and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just sitting there. I was like, bless your heart. Did they Adam, get kicked off? No, no, he oh. didn't get kicked off. Oh. And it was crazy. I think it's because yeah, YouTube's not watching them. Yeah, and oh. and he's normally like a lefty, converted uh -huh. lefty, so it's not like maybe – and he even said like YouTube, I didn't know the rules. Don't ban me because for the first 20 minutes, he was just holding up his 3D printed guns. And he's like, yeah, this is how it works and all this mm -hmm. stuff. So, Yeah, the good old days. Uh, we'll, you know what? Listen, trust me. I'm still out there looking for alternatives so we could go back to that. Um, yeah. Let's see what we got here. Uh, you know, let me see. While we're talking about uh, John here and GOA, I think mm -hmm. I need to share and I and I put up this post on social media. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, I'll throw this up here for you guys. So GOA on the same link that Jordan Stein gave out when he came on. GOA has um, some things coming up this weekend. So sign up to volunteer to help get pro gun senators elected in Georgia. This is the uh, runoff for the Senate. They're calling it Fight for the Senate. So there's uh, two uh, meetups going on. One's going to be uh, on the 5th. So one's going to be awesome. at, in Savannah at the Nine Line Apparel, which is uh, 450 Fort Argyle Road, Savannah, Georgia, at 9 a.m. And there's going to be another one in Smyrna, which is at Adventure Outdoors, which is 2500 South Cobb Drive in Southeast Smyrna. And that's at 12.30 p.m. And that's on the 5th of, um, of December. So, um, you know, I've put up a link on, on my social media. But you could just go – if you go to uh, gunowners.org, you should be able to find all this stuff. And if you're in Georgia, you know, you can do some stuff to help out here. Even if you aren't, you could share that stuff out there and, um, you know, help with those efforts there. So – you know, we're just trying Georgia. some tactics. What do you think about all this? What do you think about the whole Georgia situation? Well, Georgia's a really weird one because um, obviously if you paid attention to Georgia in the last few years, Stacey Abrams always claims that the election was stolen from her. She was the, Congress, the Democratic congressional candidate mm -hmm. that ran against their current governor, Brian Kemp. Mm -hmm. So I think I heard this today. I forgot where I heard it, but they were essentially saying that Georgia's very strange, especially when it comes to their governor, mm -hmm. because he was – if I if I recall correctly, he was the first governor to say, I'm done with lockdowns. I'm opening my state back up. Mm -hmm. And he actually took flack from Trump, and he stood up against Trump for doing that mm -hmm. uh, at first. Mm -hmm. So he goes from basically Stacey Abrams claiming that he stole the election from her mm – -hmm to I'm now the top governor because I'm going to open my state first without any restrictions to now I can't be found 
when it comes to the Georgia election. Yeah. And the, the biggest frustration that I have with the Georgia election is mm-hmm. you can never you can never you can't do more for somebody than they want to do for themselves. Mm-hmm. And the Georgia GOP is asinine and stupid, in my opinion, because. We know that part of what happened in Georgia is that there was a lot of shenanigans with the voting machines and a lot of stuff coming out of Fulton County with mail-in ballots and things like that. So if you know that that happened, even if you can't get definitive proof of it, you know that it was sketchy. You you, you know where there's smoke, there's fire. So mm-hmm. even if you can't get the evidence, it would at least behoove you knowing, well, we just went through all this stuff on the November election. Now we got a runoff in January. Maybe we should get rid of all the voting machines, switch to paper ballots only, and verify all the signatures. But no, the Georgia GOP was just like, <laughs> no, we'll have the exact same rules as November. So I can understand why there's this kind of uh, – there's this conflict in – I guess you want to call it the MAGA crowd if you want to say that. The really hardcore Trump voters, mm-hmm. that half of them are – we don't want to help the GOP at all because we feel that they've done nothing for Donald Trump throughout all of this – all of this. And they're basically still not willing to change the rules. So why should we, we should just basically punish the GOP now, even if we lose everything now, everybody will know the results of the consequences of your stupidity basically. Mm -hmm. And we'll, and we'll pay. And then the other side is like, no, we we can't do that because they really will do all those things that you're egging them on to do. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we're at. I, I don't know. I would, I would still probably, I would vote for the GOP there. I think that we've got no choice. But I definitely understand and I sympathize with that mentality Mm -hmm. because I do think that we're reaching a point now where the GOP needs to stop playing this game of they're only conservatives when they have their backs against the wall. And they only care about the uh, the Constitution when the Democrats are beating them over the head and they're not in power. So if that's what we want, do do we want a party that's they're going to be conservative constitutionalists when they're in the minority Or do we want a party that's going to be constitutionalist, whether they're in the minority or the majority? And I think that that's the problem that I I personally have with the GOP. And I think a lot of other people definitely feel the same way. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you're alone in that. And I could see we've put up two videos specifically on this runoff. And I think a combination of two things happened. One, YouTube ghosted the video. But two, I think a lot of the folks out there that would normally look at my stuff are very disenchanted to put it lightly, with what's going on here, right? And, yep. um, you know, it, it is a tough situation, right? It's a, you know, we're trying not to get to that point where everyone has to, like, you know, uh, start going into uh, apocalypse mode. <laughs> yep. You know, um, so that so this is what's going on. At the same time, it's tough to argue the fact that Republicans have really been missing in action, uh, mm-hmm. for a long time and, and maybe they need a wake-up call um, there's lots of stuff going on like you said I think Vanessa Katie wants to know what rules you're talking about I think you were talking about um, changing how voting is going yeah, on how not the, necessarily yeah, how, the rules yeah no how the election is done because yeah. right now they allowed a lot of the uh, mail-in votes and they didn't verify the signatures in mm-hmm. their uh, in their recount in Georgia mm-hmm. which again you have Brian, you have Kemp who's a Republican governor mm-hmm. he could have ordered Full-on recount, verify all signatures on all mail-in ballots. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Yeah. And I don't know why. Um, and and, and mm-hmm. it makes you question – it really makes you question because how can you have been a governor that was against the lockdowns and you basically defied Donald Trump when he even said, you're, you're opening your lockdown too quickly? So you were willing to do that and basically – 
you you had you had the gumption to put your reputation on the line that time, but now in something that you can really see that it's a cluster in your state. You're just kind of MIA. It kind of makes you question. There's enough doubt now that you have to start believing that the Republican Party is partially involved in this, at least to a certain extent as well. I think there's lots of different teams. There's more than just the two teams of red and blue. I think within red, there's multiple teams. Maybe blue is more organized, but there's definitely a couple of different teams over there. And um, for sure, there are some uh, politicians out there who are thinking about their future runs. Of course. Yeah. And I think that it behooves them for Donald Trump to be out of office because he's doing a lot of things that they don't like. Uh, You know, he's trying to pull us out of out of military conflicts. So that makes the defense contractors pretty upset in any of the lobbyists that they have. And it was funny that when he tried to pull out of Afghanistan, it was bipartisan against him to do that. Mm-hmm. So that kind of tells you where the Republican Party is sitting on, on that part. A lot of people making money. So one of the things you yeah. have to look at, and, and, and anyone could figure this out or look at this Show from me the money. point of view they mm-hmm. want to look at it from. You know, Trump has money. Mm-hmm. Of course, everyone can always stand to have more money. But there's folks out there who don't have that level of money, and they're just thinking about leveling up. And in a lot of cases, wars and the contracts that go along with that are opportunities to level up and, and you know i mean mm-hmm. there's yep. a lot of stuff uh, involved with that rodney brady going back to a, to georgia here for a second he says if atlanta comes out and really votes it's a wrap 60 percent of all voters in georgia come out of atlanta and its suburbs um yep. i think i would agree with that len holt says how about banning dominion voting machines just like huawei and china i don't yeah okay um I think those banning of things go to a certain distance, but once again, money comes up and things aren't really as banned as we think they are. And then Rodney Brady, as a follow-up, says, the dynamics of Georgia are changing, just like Florida. In 10 years, both states may be blue, blue, blue. I think Florida swung back a little bit um, Mm -hmm. into the red territory, and um, that would be unfortunate for states like Georgia and Florida Mm -hmm. to, to go in that direction, right? Because, look, how many states can all of America carry? Let's just think about this, Rodney. How many states are going to become welfare states and get carried by who? Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's tough enough right now that we're trying to carry New York City and L.A. and a couple of other states, you know, Miami to some extent. And there's all these super liberal states around the country that people have to carry, that everyone else, taxpayers, have to carry on their back. Mm-hmm. So if all these southern states start going blue and everyone's getting universal basic income and, and no one's, you know, if, no one's out there working, no one, there's no businesses and all that, who's going to carry all that? Who's going to pay for all of that? I think ultimately there a lot of the states, especially in the south, you're, it doesn't matter what you think they're going to do. Those people take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and so. Vanessa brings up, uh, she asks, we're in wars because wars make money. Right. Look, I was very much a hardcore conservative growing up. My father was in the military. I was always like I was for the Iraq war growing up. I was in high school, so obviously I didn't know the things that I do now. But you have to start asking yourself. And I asked this question one day before I started dipping down this rabbit hole, because right now it's kind of funny how it almost seems like the left and the right in some cases have shifted uh, in some of their policies where now obviously Trump is a populist. He, the blue collar workers like him, that used to be territory that really the Democrats controlled exclusively. 
And he's obviously gained with minority voters. I think that on the conservative side, we've woken up more. And you have to ask yourself, in a capitalistic society, the purpose of a company is to make money and to have growth. Mm-hmm. There are two industries that you have to question, and that's the defense industry and the and the pharmaceutical industry, mm-hmm. because they deal with a lot of issues. They deal with moral issues. So you have to ask yourself, if the purpose of a company is to constantly make growth and you make weapons, how can you possibly make money during peacetime? You can't. So unless you're like older companies, like in World War II, obviously we got GM, Ford, and a lot of the civilian companies to make weapons for us. But after World War II, and if you listen to uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower's farewell speech, he talks about the military-industrial complex, and that's where it came up. And he essentially explained before we had industries that would switch over to war fighting when we needed them. Then in peacetime, they would go back to what they do. After World War II, we shifted to a permanent defense industry. And if you have an industry that only relies on that, then they have to – then they are incentivized to keep war going. Mm -hmm. I know it's a dirty thing. People don't like to talk about it. It makes you feel bad because obviously conservatives are typically pro-military, but you have to start realizing that the military goes and does what the civilian leadership tells them to do most of the time. So they may be moralistic, but if they say you're going to go into this conflict and they vote on it, the military is going to go in. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that the soldiers themselves are participating in anything bad that they know about, but there's definitely an incentive for those kinds of things because they have to continue to make money. I think so, that, so there's, there's a whole bunch of different levels, right? It's probably a deep rabbit hole if you want to go down it. Oh, there is. But if you look, so if you look at nuclear weapons, right? Uh-huh. What's the massive advancement in technology there? You know, do we really have it? I mean, I th- I'm not saying we don't move that technology forward, but yeah. for the most part, that kind of like mutually assured destruction thing, that's kind of slowed down. There's no reason necessarily yeah. to keep you probably replacing a couple of things, decommissioning stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough to keep this whole thing going. I think if people are talking about the military industrial complex, a lot of the money is in this. Um, regardless of what's going on with soldiers, obviously, is soldiers, uh, the boots on the ground, those are people taking massive risks. They're not really benefiting. They're getting messed up, yep. you know, by the time they come back. But but when you demolish a place, so if let's say you go into Afghanistan and you blow everything up and then you're like, oh, we're going to go over here. We're going to start shipping. We're going to put money in planes and start landing mm-hmm. these big cargo planes over there and start bribing people and building stuff. That's where yeah. that's where the massive corruption comes in. Not just in yep. the golden toilet seats and stuff like that. Of course. You know, that's the real opportunity for people to take advantage, for someone to get their company that came out of nowhere building something over in Afghanistan, and all of yep. a sudden now they're making buku money off of that particular uh, situation. Yep. And, and you can and I mean you can see it more than more. There, there are constantly scandals where you see that somebody that used to be a flag officer, so a general or an admiral, they were part of bidding a contract. Like I think mm-hmm. a few years ago, uh, there was a contract up for bid for the new midair refueling tanker that we were building. And it was mm-hmm. between Boeing and um, Airbus. Mm-hmm. So Airbus is, is a European company. So obviously a lot of people were like, well, you can't let the European company win. That's an American. You can't let the Europeans make our, t- our fuel tankers. But the Airbus contract was better. They offered a better product at a cheaper price than Boeing did. Mm -hmm. So what happened? 
one of the people that was on the board, I believe she, she worked for the Air Force. She pretty much helped Boeing secure the deal. And then she retired and she immediately got an executive position at Boeing. Now, she actually got prosecuted. I forgot her name was. Mm-hmm. You can look up the scandal. But she that just means that she's one of the few that got caught. How many people didn't get caught doing similar things where they choose mm-hmm. one money or another and then they get a lobbying job afterwards? Mm-hmm. So, again, it's there, there's no – Skivvy said it in the chat. There's no accountability. There's no way to really track any of this stuff. And as conservatives, we've been blinded. Like every every everybody has their blind spot. So for the left, I think one of their big blind spots is education. They will spend all the money in the world on education, but they are too afraid. Now, maybe they're not afraid. I think that on the conservative side, sometimes we question Sometimes we feel that questioning the military or law enforcement is unpatriotic. At least that's what I see on our Mm. side. Like they don't even want to go there. And I used to deal with this with my father. Now he's kind of come to my side Mm. where he would be like, no, our side's not doing anything wrong. And I was like, no, no, they are. You do have to pay attention to them. This is what they're doing. So now he's he 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 knows he's like, yeah, they're all a-holes basically. Mm -hmm. But you have to be willing to have some retrospection and say, look. The military spending is too high because they waste their money on a lot of garbage that they don't actually need. Mm -hmm. Instead of upgrading some of our weapons, getting better training for the troops, they'll spend it on some BS. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the the problem in a lot of of places with a lot of different things. I think Rodney Brady was was saying – he says – okay, he says, Hank, I understand, but New York City, for example, pays a whole lot more – than some southern states when it comes to the feds. Uh, New- NYC is, is uh, scared right now because uh, many of their residents moved to other states recently. Um, mm-hmm. So New York has the same population that Florida does, New York City. Correct. Florida, same population. So lots of concentrated people in one place versus Florida, for example, people are more spread out. Um, you know, and Florida runs on no state taxes. New York City is running on state taxes, so it's federal taxes. We're all playing in America. If you live here, everyone's paying federal taxes, mm-hmm. right? Um, yep. So the thing is, is that I think other states do this better than New York City because of the massive waste and stuff that goes on in New York City and what it costs to live there. So we're getting to a point where only very wealthy people can continue to live there. Everyone else is trying to get the hell out of there for lots of different reasons. The biggest one is money. There's constantly been an outpouring of people from New York City based on uh, the cost of living there for the average person, right? So even if, so for example, uh, Lola and I moved from New York a long time ago. We went to New Jersey. But leaving there and come from New Jersey to, to Florida, massive pay or, or income cut, but also a massive rise in uh, quality of living. Yep. You know, it takes less to live here. So even mm-hmm. though you lose all this money, if you're living in places like New York and New Jersey, you're just you're just pouring that out in taxes and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yep. And a lot of that stuff is getting wasted. That yep. that's my opinion. You know, there's not. I don't. There's nothing wrong for New York to be maybe one of the financial capitals, one of the bigger financial capitals in America, but a lot of that stuff is being wasted. And right now, based on the internet, why do we need everyone in New York City? And yep. this is I, this is what got proven recently with uh, COVID. Yep. You don't need those people all there. No. Uh, what I what I've always said is that we kind of need a president 
Now, they won't get away with it where pretty much they they're an administrative president. So their only purpose for their four years is my goal is I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to audit the entire federal government. That's going to be my 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 next four years are we're going to go through every department that we have and we're going to audit it for uh, for waste and fraud, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to do. That's all. it. Everything else is on autopilot. The country is fine. It's going to function without me dealing with stuff unless it's a war or some sort of treaty or crisis. This is all I'm going to do for my presidency. Now, they'll never get away with it because they're going to find a lot of fraud and waste that that the the deep state or the bureaucratic state, whatever you want to call it, is going to be against. But I think that's almost what you need. You need somebody to go in there and like we have to audit everything because we're wasting too much money and we have too much of a deficit right now to be keep spending it this way. And we might actually be able to provide some of the services that both sides say are impossible when we realize what if we're spending 50 to 100% more than we have to. Yeah. Maybe you could subsidize certain things that you want to that everybody's like, "Well, we can't afford that." Well, maybe you can't afford it because we're wasting it on a bunch of other crap. You know what's the maybe problem? Maybe you could help some people out. I think but, the problem is this though. Once people get used to spending that kind of money, if you look at New course. York, if they can't what's their solution to their problems or other places or if you look at the more government? Money. Yeah, it's more let's let's get more money. Let's tax people more, take more money, print more money, and that's yep. our solution. It's not like, "Oh, let's cut back. Maybe we have too many cops." You know, yep. we have too much this, too much that. Um well, I, I it think would, that's then, that's the problem right there. Ma mass mass tax paying non taxpayer non-compliance would be the solution then. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, if you're like me that you have a salary, I, I don't get to decide that. My taxes are getting taken out before I even see my paycheck. But if you pay yourself, if you work as a contractor, if millions of people just say they're not going to pay the feds one day, that's going to cause a lot of problems that they're not going to be able to do anything about. Let's be perfectly honest. So that that's one one form of civil disobedience that you could participate in if you have that capability. It's kind now, of tough if you're the even, only even guy if, doing it. Even if you're, you're host. even if you're self-employed, it's kind of tough to do that. Ultimately, I think it does come down to people going, yeah, well, because look at how they get you. They get you with licenses and all these different things. If you don't have this, then you can't be in business. You know, and you can't do these things, right? And if you don't have it, someone could come after you and arrest you. So there, you don't have your business. It's not like you. If you don't do those things, you can't have your business. I, you can't stay free. So yes, I ultimately, think, we have to maybe get to that burn down where everyone COVID, goes. Maybe, That's it. Maybe the new COVID lockdowns are going to push people to that edge because they're going to say, you know what? Not only I'm going to open my business, even though you say it's going to lock down, then people might say they didn't do anything about it. Maybe we don't have to pay taxes. Maybe we don't have to get licensed. Maybe we don't have to do all this other crap if we all get together and we just say, no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. And then you'll see what happens. I think that's why a lot of people just get out of the cities and go other places where it's just easier to do. all. Ultimately, at the end of the day, as human beings, we just like a lot of things in nature, we look for the point of least resistance. And this is why most people just move. If you're wealthy, you can stay in a lot of these places. But now we're even seeing wealthy people aren't doing it. And we're coming to a point. We, we cannot get to this point where we lock down America every year when we hit flu season. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can't have universal basic income. You can't have massively high minimum wage uh, wages. You can't tax people. You can't like mandate that we've got to run on this thing and run on that thing and expect to fix it. At some point, it's all going to get broken and only the burn down 
you know, or the disillusion of society, which is a terrible thing to actually yep. happen. Only that gives the reset because no one is going to give up. The problem we've got right now with Republicans and Democrats, they have too much power. No one's going to mm-hmm. give it up. They will rather like cannibalize whoever's the figurehead at the top. That's what's happening yep. to Trump. Don't think that won't happen to Biden or whoever else goes up there. Of course. Things don't yeah. go right. That person's getting getting kicked out, cannibalized. Oh, you lost the election. Don't worry about it. We, you know, uh, there's no, there's no, there's no fraud in the voting. And then they'll just keep moving on and people somehow will just get bread and circuses and think that things are changing and they won't yep. actu- actually change. And only that burn down brings that about, which is, which is sad, but no one's going to give up what they have voluntarily. Yeah, that's, that's how it always is throughout history. you you yeah. got to fight. You either have to fight to take something away or fight to keep what you got yeah. uh, ultimately. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it kind of just comes down to it's a lack of uh, it's a lack of like a moral code, really. If you want to say it's lack of religion, you can use that term. But I, I think it's just a greater moral code. So there's no mm-hmm. morality within people in positions of power. So that's why the United States, you know, Ben Franklin said, uh, you know, after they ratified the Constitution, uh, you know, there's that famous story that he came out of out of the hall and somebody's like, what have you given us? And he's like a, a republic if you can keep it. And the founders always relied on we are giving you so much freedom that the only way that you won't destroy this is if you are immoral people who are worthy of this freedom. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people don't realize that this is a Judeo-Christian country. A lot of the founders made a pact with, you know, God at the time. They said this is going to be a divine country that falls under these moral principles. And they very firmly believed it's only going to work if you guys have these moral principles. If you don't, it's going to fall apart because we've given you so much freedom. You can do bad stuff with this if you Mm -hmm. want to. You can do whatever the heck you want. You know, we've given you freedom of speech. That means you can slander people and say terrible things about them if you want. We've given you the right to bear arms. That means that you could use firearms badly if you wanted to against people because we didn't restrict it. Uh, You can do all these things, but ultimately it will work if you people are good. If you're bad, it's going to be a disaster. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what we're starting to realize that it's again, it comes down to stupid platitudes, but they mean everything with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. If we're not going to act like adults who respect one another uh, and respect and have a moral code inside that we know, oh, man, this is wrong. If I do this, I can't do it, even though I want to can't do it because it's wrong. If we don't have that, it's not it's never going to work out. That's Mm -hmm. just the way that it is. And we prove that continually throughout history. I think um, I, I think we're just getting to the point where and, mo- and most people are just naturally sounds terrible, but most people are going to go, yes, I want everything for free. Yeah. Or they're just apathetic. They're just like, yeah. I'm fine. I don't care. As long yeah. as it doesn't affect me, yeah. I don't care. Why should I have to work? Working is slavery. Why do I have to go work for someone? Why do I have to have a business? Why do mm-hmm. I have to do anything? You know, um, but you also have the you also have the people that do want to work, but they're not willing to fight for their business. Like, no, I'll just close down my business. It's fine. I might lose everything, but it is what it is. You know, not everybody is like those gym owners in New Jersey. They're like, screw this. They plywood at our door. We're taking it down. We're opening up anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's on both sides. You do have the people that don't want to work at all, but you also have people that aren't willing to fight for the things that they worked for and earned. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part for me. Yeah. I'm okay with people that if they've been, you know, punks all their life and they don't want to contribute. That's fine. You can do that. That's how you've always been. You're going to reap what you sow. 
-hmm. but I do get concerned when I see people that I'm like, you literally put your entire life into this business and you're not willing to fight for it. Like, and, and I'm not saying fight means that you're going to go and beat people up or, or walk open carry somewhere and threaten people. No, it's just a matter of you can find me. I don't care. I'm going to keep my business open. You're going to have to come here and send the cops to shut it down. I think it's perspective, man. And lots of people don't necessarily like we're seeing the world and the folks who are looking at us Mm -hmm. are seeing the world. We're kind of like on the same wavelength, right? In terms of our perspective, but not everyone is there. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of people that really think, oh, this is a good thing. You know, Um, I see it. There's more and more people that think, oh, okay, it's the mass situation. I'm not mm-hmm. saying there's not reasons why you would wear a mask. I'm not saying I, you know, this circumstances where I put the damn thing on or whatever. Of course. That's not stopping anything. No. The the idea, if you're going to if you're going to sign up for the idea that that alone stops something, you're cra- you're living in crazy town. So well, if you're going to be did. like a if you're going to be someone and call yourself a, a scientist, <laughs> you know, well, or someone who believes in science, and then the, you're going to say that that mask alone is stopping things. I don't know what. Well, know. the big, the biggest rebuttal to that would be if they came to everybody and they said everything will be open as normal. You just have to wear a mask. I think 80 percent of people would be like, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. If you open everything. The problem is that they're like, you have to wear a mask, but we're still going to lock you down when you go out or we're still going to have these restrictions. Most so people most people are complying with the mask thing. If you look at it, most people are complying with it. What's happening though? It's not that's not enough to stop the spread of anything and the idea that that's enough to stop the spread of anything is crazy. Well, what I'm saying is is that if it did, they would just open everything up. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. So if it really worked, they would just say, "Well, we'll we'll let you open everything yeah, up." Yeah, of course. And mask. just put this and mask on. And then you'd be on. like yeah, yeah, and then people sure. will be like, yeah, that's cool. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. If I get to go to the movie theater, still do all my stuff, and all I have to do is wear a stupid mask, I'll do it. Whatever. If we all, if we all could do what we wanted to do and we had to climb into a spacesuit, most people are going to climb in the spacesuit. Yeah, you know, there are obviously still going to be people that are pissed off about that, and I right. understand that because it's like they shouldn't force you to do it. But most people will be like, eh, not a big deal. Like that's not the hill that I'm going to die on if you're going to let me do everything. Yeah, and at the same time, a lot of people have been functioning – without mm-hmm. doing any of that. And for sure, people are also dying. Yep. There's lots of people who are at risk, you know, who have multiple things going on with them. But there's yep. n- none of this stuff is happening. Like, the idea, this is where I want to come back to people who talk about logic or science and all that kind of stuff, which I'm, I'm for. I'm 100% mm-hmm. for that. But we're not actually dealing with that when we're, de- when we're dealing with all these things. If we were dealing with logic, we wouldn't massively overspend. We wouldn't go, oh, yeah, just put on this mask. And it, like one second, this one guy tells you put on the mask, everything's, you know, you don't need the mask, right? <laughs> it's going mm-hmm. to be fine. Now, oh, no, you got to put on the mask. Oh, no, everyone has to stay home. You know, there's no there's no way. They, they actually cannot they actually cannot do that. And you can't keep people from dying. And the very thing that you're doing to keep people from dying is causing people to die. Because well, there's tons of people who are get who are, who would normally get sick and go to the hospital, but hospitals mm-hmm. are turning away and then they die anyway of a completely different thing. Yep, I think that we've just reached a point as a society where we're too risk averse, and we can eliminate all negative things that happen, and that's an expectation. I was like, that's an unrealistic expectation, and it also stagnates a society mm-hmm. because if you have no risk, then there's never an incentive to do greater things. So obviously that's a little bit of a bigger picture approach, but just think about times throughout history where, you know, 
Did they did the ancient explorers think that they were going to survive when they got on some rickety ship? And it's like, you're going to go out to sea for like six months. You may never hit land. You might even fall off the side of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it could happen. I don't know what's out there. And they said, well, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. If everybody was as scared as people are today, we would just we'd be we'd revert back to like cave society, basically, because yeah. we'd never want to do anything. Well, it reminds me of that old saying that I heard. I don't know if Jamaicans actually said it, but I heard it in a freaking Steven Seagal movie, uh, Mark for mm-hmm. Death. Uh, everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what that's what everyone wants, like all the rewards of all the stuff and everything and all positions. No one wants to pay the price for it. Um, let's uh, let, let's flip this a little bit. Uh, John Crump, sure. by the way, we were talking about him earlier. And I do want to remind people, remember he was doing that GoFundMe fundraiser for his niece? Yes. Um, I think the people who won that auction pulled out, unfortunately. Ooh. Um, so I think that's back on. And I want to share the gun broker with folks out there. So um, he says uh, the first buyer backed out, so we're redoing the auction. All proceeds go to my niece, Bella, who has uh, DIPG, childhood brain cancer. Can you all please share this link? Um, what, oh, what are they giving away? No, it's a, no, no, it's a, it's a gun broker auction, which I'm going to roll in here. Okay. And uh, it's a bullpup. So if you're looking for it, it's uh, – let's see. Let me get rid of that thing, the cookie settings. So if you want to find it, it's Custom Mandalorian Bullpup Charity Auction. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, on Gunbroker, the current bid is $1,025. Um, there's no reserve, and there's some very cool things. There's a custom case. Um, this, I believe, is a high point. Um, let's see if we can get the picture blown up here. This is a, a, a high point bullpup. Okay, yeah, it's not so easy to zoom into it. But anyway, let me see. I'll flip it this way. You guys can get a look. So there you go. There's a whole bunch of, of swag oh, yeah, that see. comes along with this, and it's going to a good cause, um, as well as the GoFundMe is still out there um, if you guys want to help out with that. I would encourage folks to smash the thumbs-ups here um, as well. Let's uh, let's check in. We're, we're trying to get Latinos locked and loaded to at least uh, 280 subscribers. So let's check in here. We're at 274, so we just need uh, six more to get to Yes, Walter and Patrick both went. They, they did, I saw that. Guys. Yeah, so six more, we'll get to 280. So if people are joining us now, we, we're, we're trying to get everyone to go follow Locked and Loaded Latinos. If you're listening to us on audio, you can still do it even after all of this. Um, and we've got half, we've got 50% at least, right, of... Uh, yes. <laughs> of locked and loaded <laughs> Latinos with us today. Uh, Joanna is, is in the she's in the chat. Yes, yeah, well, she's so. back and forth. She's in the other room uh, right yeah. now. Joanna was a trooper, man, uh, on election night. You, she was. She, you punked out. You were like, "Oh, Joanna's <laughs> here. I'm out." <laughs> and she's looking at audio. you like, "Rescue me!" And you're like, "No, yeah, I'm gonna go for get some, some sleep. For some reason, my audio wasn't working, <laughs> and she was getting ready for to to like you got to jump on too because i'm i'm mm-hmm. i'm hanging it down i was like i just can't get in and then i just enjoyed i enjoyed watching it myself the whole yeah time. right like, you, you were like and i'm out i'll just i'll just sit in the other room and then i'll just yell yeah. out re- points that i hear uh to her and give her uh feed her information if she needs it but she right. held it down herself. no she did pretty good she did pretty good mm-hmm. yeah she's tough um yeah. so let's see what other stuff is going on here um I'm going to flip through. We were talking about 3D printers. Uh, let's see. Is there any gun news stuff? 
let's see what uh aside from i know that uh i did see that uh a few days ago but i think this is all part of the biden control plan mm -hmm. that he wants to remove the um god was it called the plcca or something like that it was the law mm -hmm. that uh that I, the regulation that Bush George W. Bush signed that mm -hmm. basically shielded shielded gun manufacturers from lawsuits. Oh, right. So I know and Biden, Biden says he wants to remove that. Yeah, his plan yep. is uh, is deep. Shout out to Aries. I see Aries out there. Trey from Aries. Awesome. Uh, if you're joining us, Trey, smash the thumbs ups. Everyone out there, smash the thumbs ups. Also, if you're not subscribed to to Latinos Locked and Loaded, Locked and Loaded. Lo oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. If you had if you, you had a nickel for every time I said that wrong, if I you're know. not subscribed to Locked and Loaded Latinos, boom, there it goes. Get over there and subscribe right now, Trey, and everyone else who's joining us. I want to see this get to like 280. Ooh, here's here's the I just saw something come across the interweb headlines. Uh oh. Apparently, uh, Michael Flynn has has uh, told uh, Trump that he should declare martial law, and I've what actually heard. Well, I have heard that mm -hmm. I've heard some rumblings. Mm -hmm. uh, again, these aren't like verified sources. There's just so much crap that goes around everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I just saw that pass by that there are a few people within Trump's inner circle that think he should invoke the Insurrection Act mm -hmm. because they essentially feel that there is so much proof of voter fraud and that this election was stolen. But pretty much the courts don't care. And they know like the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, I believe the other day. Or one of the judges essentially said, because their law was that you could not, uh, they could not count any mail-in ballots that were submitted after 8 p.m. on the on election day. Mm -hmm. So they pretty much, uh, I know that there was one particular case where the judge basically said, yeah, I don't care that that was the rule. I'm going against it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you, if you're at the point where you're, you, you know that your case is, is bulletproof and the judges say, no, I don't care. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I don't know what you do in that. I think we're in an unprecedented situation where I truly believe that a lot of people within the Trump administration have proof or at least they truly believe that the election was stolen. So if you're in that position, what do you do? I don't know mm -hmm. what you do in that position because you're like, well, if I concede, they'll be able to get away with this every time forever. They know that they're always going to be able to do voter fraud. Mm -hmm. But if I basically stay and declare martial law there, I'm going to become essentially what they said I was, that mm -hmm. I'm a dictator that doesn't want to give up the election or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what you do in this situation. I don't know, man. And I think that I'm, I don't have a heavy amount of confidence in his team and the people that are out there and no, that they're organized enough to really go against uh, to go up against all this stuff. I'm not a, a believer in Giuliani. <laughs> And no, a whole I, bunch of other yeah. things that are going I think on, I so. think Giuliani's suffering a little bit of what Biden is suffering from. He's a little bit there. He's a little bit out there sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I think Giuliani was the one that basically was responsible for the debacle that he had in his first debate because he and Chris Christie, of all people, were the guys that um, uh, helped mentor him in the first debate. And I was like, you chose literally the two worst guys that you could choose. Yeah. Giuliani, Giuliani. God bless him. He was a great mayor. I think I think he did a good job after September 11th. But ever since his presidential run, I feel like he's been on the downhill cognitively. And Chris Christie's a rhino. He's like the least conservative Republican that you could ever choose. He's terrible. Yeah. I, I think so, there's just not good organization in the fight here. And, and no. uh, it's too bad. And there's not like one message coming out of the White House or at least the, the Trump camp. 
right? There's all these confusing messages. Uh, Barr came out and said there's no evidence of uh, any kind of widespread uh, corruption or fraud in the elections. And it's just, just, you know, like we said, I mean, we could talk about it around and around in circles. I think it's just wearing, it's wearing thin with people, right? Are you, can you hear me? Well, I think, and I think yeah. that's part of the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can hear you now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the goal. I think mm-hmm. that the media wants to wear people, Trump voters out thin, mm-hmm. make us basically say, okay, we're just going to give up. We don't want to deal with this anymore. Let's just get it over with. And I think that that's kind of what they're counting on mm-hmm. uh, a lot of time. And I think that some Republicans are counting on that too. And I think the sad thing is that I think that's almost what everyone is counting on, because I think I've said it on your show before. I've definitely mm-hmm. said it on my show many times that my greatest fear is that it goes to the Supreme Court and they've got the evidence and they basically know like, okay, this was rigged. But we know that if we rule against Trump as his Supreme Court, because it's majority conservative, conservatives are going to take it and they're going to be like, wow, this really sucks. But Supreme Court said that he lost and these were three of them are Trump appointees and most of them are conservative. So, I mean, do you think I mean, that's a given, though? Do you really think I, that's a given? Because I, I, I don't take think, that as a given. I'll be surprised if that happens. I don't think it's a given, but I think mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious that when you've seen courts, especially John Roberts, the way that he rules sometimes, mm-hmm. I feel that they have they some courts feel that they have this moral obligation where it's like, well, this is legally correct. But mm-hmm. if I make this choice, it's going to cause riots in the streets. So I'd rather the country survive, even if it's oppressed then it all burns down right away because I don't want to be the one that's responsible for that. And I think that when it comes to the Supreme Court and Roberts, I think Roberts thinks to himself sometimes, everybody knows where I live in Washington, D.C. If I vote for Trump, they're going to come and destroy my house and kill me. Mm -hmm. I think that that's how some of them feel. And I think that there is a level of cowardice versus patriotism or not even patriotism, just constitutionalism, Mm -hmm. where I think that because we're dealing with such an issue that – literally will decide the direction of the country. I think some people don't have the balls to make that decision and they'd rather just try to maintain the status quo. Mm -hmm. I think there's just also a lot of burnout too. I mean, you know, like people are thinking, am I really going to fight for these guys? Does it make, you know, look, I think everyone has that line Mm -hmm. where if it gets crossed, they're going to fight everyone. That line is a different thing for everyone out there. But I don't know if people really feel like they're going to throw in and fight with these guys. No, they don't. And it's because yeah. life is still life is still too good. Life is still too good. That's why yeah. I think the only turning point can be something like the COVID lockdowns, where if they start doing that, then people are going to be like, OK, my business survived the first time or I'm already unemployed. Now you're taking away all of my chances to either get reemployed or to save my business. Mm-hmm. Then that's when people are like, OK, now money's on the line and I can't get food on the table. Now I'm willing to fight because now I'm like a dog that hasn't gotten fed. And that's mm-hmm. that that will be a turning point for. people. But that's going to happen, I think, in different states in a different way, because I don't think every state is going to go with that. Florida's not going. School's still in session in Florida. Yeah. Kids so, went back maybe, to school. They're still in school. Everything's good. <laughs> and maybe that'll be it. And maybe mm-hmm. it'll maybe we will. Maybe it's just going to come to a standoff where let's say that the government, let's say that Biden comes in hardcore and he's like, we have to lock down now. A lot of people say he doesn't have the power to do that. I think it might go to the Supreme Court and it'll go that way. But let's say let's say that we lose the Senate runoff and they do mm-hmm. pack the court because they mm-hmm. said they were going to do stuff. Um, then we don't have the Supreme Court. 
then they might rule unconstitutionally because it may be a fully leftist Supreme Court. But because the Supreme Court says it, it's got to be constitutional, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how we look at things. Yeah. So you have a governor like DeSantis say, no, I'm not going to do it. Then what does Biden do? I'm going to deploy the military or I'm going to deploy the to National Florida? Guard. But that's, Good luck with that. See, <laughs> well, see, that's that's where you're going to run into – See. I mean, I think that's where people like I'm more likely and you're more likely to stand up for our neighbors, for the people in our state, et cetera. Right. And I think that's when they're where they would run into a problem. Yes. I don't think they're capable of actually doing that. They're not going to make it. They're not going to make it down here. And they're going to have to go through. Now, I'm not saying every state is going to stop them, but they're going to have to figure out how to get down here to even enforce that. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I I think that what they would try to do is take away funding. That's what they'll do. They'll say you're not going to get federal funding. Uh, I think the worst part is if we don't give them. (laughs) If we don't give them, I mean, come on. Like, okay, you don't want to give us the funding. Everybody in Florida. Don't pay your federal income tax and I'll help you not pay your federal income tax. And then that's when you're starting to getting. So it might not and, be. And plus everyone war. is going to evacuate here, man. It's just like that yeah. exit in Paris. Exactly. Everyone's it going may, to evacuate here the hell out of those places. And it may not end up like a civil war that we think of. It might be like some sort of economic civil war or something like that or a cultural civil war. It, it, might, it might be better. Right it might be better. Maybe yeah. in Florida we go, you buy something, you pay taxes on it. That's how we pay for shit. Yeah, or or the feds will give yeah. up and they'll be like, well, sh- crap, we can't regulate these states. And now they're all rebelling. Our choices are we either smash the insurrection with the military or we just basically wave the white flag and we say – we go back to federalism and we say, well, the states can do whatever they want if it's not in the constitution, as long as it doesn't violate the constitution. And they might, it might lead to actually the United States becoming what it used to be closer. I don't yeah. know. Um, but either way, there's going to be a standoff of some sort, whether it's violent or somebody's going to stand up and the feds are going to have to decide what they're going to do. And that's going to make a difference one way or the other, I think. Yeah, let's do. Let's take a break here for a couple of seconds. I want to remind everyone: yep. smash the thumbs ups out there. Also, we're trying to get folks to go over to uh, Locked and Loaded Latinos. I'm looking at it before I say it now. <laughs> now we're so, at 276. 276. Okay, we're getting up there. Four more. We get to 280. You know, yes. like I said, I'll be happy right now to achieve the 280 number. Where do we come in at? Like 245. So uh, yes, we started at like two forty three, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've got right. Rolando from Puerto Rican. Uh, he's Puerto Rican Pistolero, and he's from Locked and Loaded Latinos. Um, he's here. A couple of things. Uh, Aries says DJ says hi. Shout out to DJ out there. What's up, DJ? Go to bed. <laughs> it's too late. No, what time is it? No, it's not really this. Now. I don't, well, I don't know what his bedtime is. You gotta listen to your your dad on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, All Thumb says uh, Rolando should debate some of these politicians. Keep spitting facts, bro. Uh, Joe's, told, Joe's told me to get into politics, but I don't want to do it. That's, that's I, a I road think, that but, I want to get into. But ultimately, <laughs> though, people will have to. We will have to, though. Yeah. We can't just keep complaining about these politicians and we don't ever step up and we're like, oh, I'm too good to do it. But they're they're also too horrible to do it. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely will definitely be getting more involved. Our, mm-hmm. our, our city council and our local representatives will definitely know who we are eventually, mm-hmm. uh, especially now. Uh, Joe just sent me an article that uh, they're trying to push uh, ammunition tax in Florida again. For right. The of next course. election cycle. Yeah. They're so always trying to push stuff. That we're, didn't we didn't we make for. it didn't we make it more difficult to change our constitution? I thought that one. 
Remember did it win? The, I, I, I hope it we did. Gotta, I don't we got to check up on that. Okay, we got to check into that. A, a lot of people think it's cool that, you. oh, you can vote and add amendments to your constitution. No, I think it's way too easy. I yeah. think it's terrible. I think the way that the federal government does it is better because it's almost impossible to add an amendment to the constitution mm-hmm. federally because it makes you think. It's like, is this good or is this going to be stupid mm-hmm. later on? So mm-hmm. and the fact that, that in Florida we can vote, I mean, it's like 60 percent, though, isn't it? I think that we have to get. Um, I think I know that on the ballot it was making it. So, someone's going to have to look that up and tell us. Yeah. Uh, Wolfwind Prepper, I agree with what he's saying here. He says the left is willing to fight. The right only barks. Well, it, it's I, I've heard something similar to that. It's like uh, Democrats hold power. Uh, Republicans just hold seats. That's mm-hmm. that's what I've heard, that they're just there to hang out like we're happy to be here, guys. And it's mm-hmm. almost like more and more. I believe more. I, I don't believe this to be true, but it seems to be that Republicans are almost like paid opposition. It's almost like mm-hmm. they're just it's like it's like watching a WWE match and you've mm-hmm. got the headliner, the Democrats. And they're like, well, they got to fight against somebody. Let's pull mm-hmm. this guy off the street and pay them mm-hmm. and we'll make them seem like they're a formidable opponent. But they're going to roll over every time. Mm hmm. So, uh, um, okay. Rodney Brady says, yes, it did. Hank, it has to go via two elections. Oh, good. Rodney Brady says, yes, 60%. Um, excellent. So I know that I I know that they passed minimum, the minimum wage hike here. So I was like, oh man, Floridians (laughs) are so crazy. Like we simultaneously voted for like the most leftist and right wing things at the same time. So it's like, we're going to make it harder to add amendments to the constitution, but we want minimum wage, but we're also going to make it so that illegals can't vote. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're all over the place here, man. Like, what's going on? I here? think some of that, you know, that to listen. But people don't people think the do way that, that we they do. want. Yeah, we'll yeah, see how that most goes. Normal, most normal people would be like that don't know about economics or anything would be like, yeah, I'm for the minimum wage. No, I'm against uh, illegals voting because citizens should be the ones that vote. Uh, and yeah, I think it should be harder to add stuff. So it's just kind of weird. Florida's all over the place sometimes with stuff. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, let's see. But that's you know, good news because that means they won't be able to pass an assault weapons ban or anything like that for at least two elections. Uh, never say never here, man. <laughs> well, if, according, unless they change yeah. that amendment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, what's one of the things that we never talk about publicly, but I think it's a good subject of conversation. What? Puerto Rico. You are Ooh. Puerto Rican Pistolero. Yes, and you want to Puerto know about Rico, Puerto Rican it, gun laws? Well, Puerto <laughs> Rico, we could talk about anything in relation to Puerto Rico. And let us know who else out there um, is from Puerto Rico, right? Mm-hmm. Or is repping, you know, uh, Puerto Rico out there. But one of the things, we've talked about this uh, behind the scenes. Should Puerto Rico claim their sovereignty, yes or no? Answer us now, everyone out there, before we get into this. Um, should Puerto Rico become independent become an independent sovereign state. What do you guys think about that? Uh, uh, threw a curveball at you. Let's give them <laughs> let's give them a couple of minutes and then we'll say what we think about it. Uh, what we think about it here. I've got my opinions. You are Puerto Rican Pistolero. Yes. So by by proxy at least you got you know. Oh, you, yeah, I definitely have an opinion on this. Yeah. Uh um, sure. So well, let's uh Rodney Brady says the future 51st state I, I would um, agree with that. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So, so Rodney, you're saying they should go for statehood, full statehood. I, I don't, don't know if he know. agrees with it. I think he may just think that that's going to happen. So, well, and that's a whole different question, right? Should Puerto Rico go for statehood? 
Well, we've already voted for it like three times, and the Congress doesn't care that we've said that we want to become a state three times. I don't think Congress wants to take on the responsibility, sir. No, they don't, because both sides don't want it, because (laughs) I'm not sure why the Democrats don't want it, to be honest, because I think it would be a blue state. But what did I say before? They can't. They want incentive. There's only so many states that that America could carry on its back. California Mm -hmm. alone is a massive state to have to carry on your back. Mm -hmm. Right? California is like a country on its own. So when you've got California messing everything up and you've got New York and other places doing craziness, I don't know if they really need to absorb all of that. Here's what people need to know about Puerto Rico. First of all, Puerto Rico has been a commonwealth of the United States since Mm -hmm. the early 1900s for more than 100 years now. There are other states that were territories when we were expanding this country that mm-hmm. were barely territories for like a couple of years before they were allowed to become states. Mm-hmm. Per capita, I believe that Puerto Ricans have some, one of the highest veteran populations in the entire of any state. And we've had more more Puerto Ricans die for the United States in the armed forces than pretty much per capita of any other state. Mm-hmm. So what Puerto Ricans have contributed is not without question. The mm-hmm. The issue is Puerto Ricans, we can't vote in the – we are U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. We can't vote in the presidential election. Mm-hmm. We pay for Medicare and Medicaid, but we only get half of the benefits even though we get all of that extracted from our paychecks if you live in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Now, Puerto Ricans do not pay federal income tax. That's mm-hmm. one thing. That if you're on the island, obviously mm-hmm. living there, you do not. You pay the commonwealth tax to the state, uh, to the, the commonwealth government. Uh, Puerto Rico offers a lot of different advantages in the United States because obviously it is at a pharmaceutical bricks as what's Puerto Rico's primary industry. Pharmaceuticals were actually the primary export of Puerto Rico for a long time. And actually, ever since COVID-19 came back, I believe that the Trump administration readministrated, um, uh, basically re-incentivized Puerto Rico to start uh, producing pharmaceuticals again. They were actually the largest supplier of saline in the entire country. We used they were to supposed to be of, making the masks, right? But something happened to the uh, – Yes. Well, here's here's what happened a few years ago. Puerto Rico is at a disadvantage because of the Jones Act, and this is something that also affects Hawaii and, um, and Alaska, where essentially because of the Jones Act – okay, let's say that the U.S. needs to buy fuel, natural mm-hmm. gas, oil, or anything like that. If you're in a mainland state, you can buy that gas from anywhere, meaning any other country. If you buy it in Puerto Rico, Alaska, or Hawaii, you cannot buy foreign oil. They must get it exported from the mainland of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that means that let's say that mainland U.S. gets a deal on oil or natural gas at a discount from another country. Puerto Rico, Alaska, and Hawaii do not get the benefit of that deal. They must have it imported from the U.S. So it's almost like you have to go through double. So that makes fuel uh, costs and everything much more expensive there. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico also used to benefit from something that was called – I believe it was called Title IX, not to be confused with Title IX in um, – The sports? The sports in sports, IX? yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, it was different. It was a, basically a tax-exempt status mm-hmm. that allowed U.S. companies to go to the U.S. Uh, – to go to Puerto Rico and manufacture, and they did not pay any of the taxes mm-hmm. that they would in the mainland uh, state. The, Puerto Rico's economy was booming back a big time when that happened. Mm-hmm. When the U.S. took away that benefit, it basically destroyed Puerto Rico's economy mm-hmm. uh, because they had a lot of benefits. Uh, because you had a bilingual college-educated population because most Puerto Ricans are uh, college-educated. 
Uh, in high-tech industries like pharmaceuticals, HP used to have a manufacturing facility there as well. IBM did. And basically, when they lost those tax incentives, they left. And that basically crippled the island's economy uh, when it came to that. So I personally believe that Puerto Rico has earned their due to become a state. There's no question what they've done. Uh, and a lot of the problems that Puerto Rico has is because we're basically a bastard child status right now. We don't get the full benefits of being a state and we don't get the and our uh, residents don't get the full benefit of being U.S. citizens as well. But and, so then, we're, and then also, I mean, there's also corruption, which is a problem for a lot of uh, island nations. Right. It is. Yes. It uh, is. There's it's massive cultural. amounts of corruption. There, there is, but I mm -hmm. would almost ask you, do you think that California's corruption is any better or worse than Puerto Rico's? I, I mean, I, listen, I agree. I, I don't think, first so of all, that, on the question, should Puerto Rico get seek its sovereignty? I would say people could do, people of Puerto Rico could do whatever they want. That would be would a be massive mistake. It would be foolish. Absolutely. <laughs> they would be a third world country in an instant. Yeah. And America and will not be obligated to do anything. Correct. Uh, for you. And I would say, like, look, I've, uh, you know, since I lived in America, a lot of my friends have been Puerto Rican. I don't want to be like that guy. A lot of my friends are black people. Yeah, all my no, first girlfriends, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Puerto Rico is, is um, you know, makes a lot of beautiful people. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, th there's 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 some things here that need to get fixed. But how do you fix the corruption side of that if it's kind of in that limbo kind of state, right? I, I, it's tough to can't. go in there and, and, yeah. and actually deal with the corruption that's going on there. Yep. Now, so. on, on, the, on the bright side, there have been improvements. Uh, a lot of the big problems that Puerto Rico actually has with their corruption mm -hmm. has to do with their power company. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that also has to do with, well, with the Jones Act, you can't get cheap fuel there. Mm -hmm. So the power company kind of has this monopoly on everything. Mm -hmm. uh, they did recently change their gun laws. Mm -hmm. The, uh, I believe she's now the former governor, uh, Wanda Vasquez. She basically passed a regulation that said, well, if, the, if Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. and we're a territory and all of our residents are U.S. citizens – that means that the Constitution of the U.S. applies to Puerto Rico. And if, the Constitution, to, and if the Constitution to the U.S. applies to Puerto Rico, that means that the Second Amendment applies to Puerto Rico. And if the Second Amendment applies to Puerto Rico, that means that we can't have all these gun control laws that we have mm -hmm. because we're infringing on the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. So she took it from basically one of the worst mm -hmm. states, if you want to call it a state, when it comes mm -hmm. to the Second Amendment, where that you basically had to wait something like six months to get your concealed carry permit. You had mm -hmm. to pay fifteen hundred dollars mm -hmm. and you were restricted on how much ammo you could buy every year. Uh, now it's basically they have concealed carry reciprocity with all 50 states, which I think is insane. I don't think any U.S. state actually has concealed carry reciprocity with every state. Um, so now basically I can wait, 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 wait. Puerto Rico has reciprocity or they're proposing yes. that. No, no. Now they have 50 state reciprocity right, as of now. Now, obviously, oh, after yeah. this election, if the Democrat took over, they might change that. But right now you can go to USCCA's website and they show that, yes, they have concealed carry reciprocity. Yeah. I think the, Puerto Rico would make a good 51st state. And I know people like I see people saying, does the USA need two more communist senators? Yeah, we may get that. But 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 then you can people can move there. Yeah. <laughs> OK, I know it's carpet baggy. But you can move there. You can get different options, right? I mean, everyone has to be fully engaged, like the kind of half limbo thing. It's either they get their sovereignty, you know, and then they could go do their own thing. Probably going to sink 
Yep. You know, this is one of the this is one of the things like what I can relate this to is Guyana. Um, and so, for example, recently in Guyana, they found a lot of oil offshore. I don't know if you know that. And no, when I they didn't. were negotiating. Yeah. But when they were, neg- I mean, literally enough oil off the coast of Guyana to make everyone who lives there incredibly wealthy. But when the oil companies, the big oil companies were negotiating, the, the Guyanese government just gave up those rights and didn't get their proper due out of that. So, of course, it's going to be massive. So it doesn't help. It doesn't benefit mm-hmm. you if, you know, if you have all this corruption. So either you've got to let these countries go out on their own and sink or swim or, it, you know, if they're in this limbo state, absorb them in. But then, you know, it's good and bad. That means yep. Ameri- like, you know, the rest of us could go there, do whatever we want to do, you know, live there and, and, and have rights and all that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. nothing as easy. Nothing is as easy as that. But I remember this. My parents were born British citizens in Guyana. When they were born, they were British citizens. A couple of years before I was born, the Guyanese people sought their sovereignty. Mm -hmm. Biggest mistake they ever made. Okay? And this is one of the things that messed them up. They separated from England. Then my whole family went to live in England where my parents were born citizens of. And when my dad got a master's degree, they said, get the hell out. Yep. They're like, thanks for coming. You got to go. And my sister was born there, and they said, she's a citizen because she was born here, you could leave her, we'll put her in an orphanage, you have to get out, right? And so that's, this is the, this is the whole trade-off of everything. But there's good and bad, but if Puerto Rico gets absorbed into America, becomes a state, you know, there's good things and bad things there, but eventually that corruption has to go away. Yes, now, and the, the corruption in other states in America isn't going away, but somehow mm-hmm. we've, got, we've got to figure out how to deal with that or let those states, or stop mm-hmm. bailing the states out. Yeah, I think uh, Puerto Rico also has interesting dynamics because they do have two political parties that kind of their platforms aren't necessarily Democrat or Republican. Their platforms are statehood or or status quo, Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. So the Commonwealth Party usually aligns mostly with the Democrat Party and the statehood party actually aligns with the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. But within each one you have some statehood people that are liberals and some that are, are conservatives. And you have that in both parties. You have mm-hmm. some people that want. So it's very strange. I don't actually know how Puerto Rico would flip. And actually, Florida in this election cycle made me more skeptical to think that Puerto Rico would be completely blue because I believe that after Hurricane Maria, Florida basically absorbed 500,000 Puerto Rican refugees, if you mm-hmm. want to call them that. So you made a comment and, about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and essentially Trump got a higher percentage of Hispanics than he ever did before, and he won Florida by a greater margin. So I thought he was going to lose, honestly. I told my dad, I was like, 500,000 Puerto Ricans, and supposedly the media says everybody's pissed off about how he handled Hurricane Maria, I was like, he's going to get rolled in. Not when you're seeing the corruption going on in your country. Then you you know what comes out of socialism. Well, that's the difference, because when we went to Puerto Rico and visited literally two months after Maria, we were speaking to people and they're like, we think Trump's doing a great job. It's our people here that can't get their crap together. Mm -hmm. Like he's given us everything. Plus, what do people want? Do we want the military to come and regulate everything? No, we don't want to do that. They gave it to us. And if our leaders aren't responsible, what can he do? Mm hmm. He's like, you can't have it both ways. Is the guy a dictator? Do you want him to send the military to come in here and say, no, no, we're going to regulate all the supplies. You got to come to us. We're going to send convoys everywhere. Yeah. Plus, I think the, Puerto Rico would now. I mean, look, Hawaii is a blue state, right? Yeah. But Hawaii has been been a state for like 60 years now or 70 yeah. years. 
But I think, uh, you know, probably you're going to have, you know, it's more likely that the people would want to be more self uh, depend like self-dependent and uh, you know like you're talking about guns and things like that there's uh there's crime I don't know if crime's gotten oh, yeah. better or worse there but people are going to want to fight back against those kinds of things get rid of all the um, the corruption and stuff like that and make it better it's, it could be a paradise there there is a good documentary I believe that vice made I think mm -hmm. it's called locked and loaded in the tropics mm -hmm. and they made it about four years ago so you'll see what Puerto Rico's laws used to be mm -hmm. uh, it's on YouTube and it actually is a great primer on learning about guns in Puerto Rico and mm -hmm. some of the crime that they were dealing there uh, let me see if yeah, I can Night find Train says what helped Trump with Florida was the influx from former Venezuelans and Cubans and yes. yeah, I think when you see this this kind of stuff and then you, you can you can see what these guys are up to. I think that there's a lot of people in America that are hypnotized by this crazy social message that's going out there. But people who are in other places and kind of like understand what reality can look like and how crazy uh, it could be um, mm -hmm. tend tend to have a built in uh, resistance. I don't know if the built in resistance yeah. that, that, you know, now not everyone's going to be that way, but. You know, mm -hmm. um, for sure, we've got a lot of that. Okay, let me throw this up here, and then we're just gonna switch because we got about three minutes here. Mm -hmm. Let me put up. Um, so this is the video that you're talking about here: guns in Puerto Rico, locked and loaded in the tropics. Now, this is obviously from five years. What happened to your changed, audio? But uh, yeah. if you want to know the modern, oh, sorry, am I? No, no, go ahead. Here? No, am I still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm gonna skip through okay. it a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and But I have here, if you guys want to see it, USCCA has a map of all the states and their reciprocity, mm -hmm. and uh, they'll let you know. Yeah. And one of the things do. I could tell you, like I know going to SHOT Show for years, I, I see people from Puerto Rico at SHOT Show. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. there is. Uh, they started the 51st NRA chapter uh, mm -hmm. a few years ago there, and they've been pushing to yeah. – lobby and obviously it succeeded recently we'll see if it continues that way and they even get less restrictions yeah um so a couple of things before we get i love first of all let me check the uh let's see the numbers where are the numbers at we're at 278 oh my we just need Ooh. two more people two more two more two more people to go in here and subscribe and we'll get to 280 which i would be very happy with 280 to be honest with mm -hmm. you all yes i think that will be cool we'll keep working on then, 300 uh, Yes, and then eventually we're we're we we have a subscribe star. I know Patreon is weird when it comes to gun stuff sometimes, mm -hmm. so we did set up a subscribe star. We'll talk about it a little bit more if people want to contribute to that. Mm -hmm. uh, and since we're going to get into the three D printing, maybe we can do like a little. Uh, if we print out something cool, we can give it away. Yeah, <laughs> maybe let's our, not forget our, when our you guys stuff. hit three hundred, you're going to have two hundred rounds of nine millimeter to give away. Yes, uh, yes courtesy right. of Razor JB. <laughs> and uh you know and uh hank strange so yes yeah, so we'll do that vis-a-vis uh, uh, -vis, you know vis-a-vis -vis yes. fort scott munitions yeah. <laughs> 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 so, um let me do this because lola's saying that she picked an olite winner um the mm -hmm. email has been sent check your emails the balder pro winner is se that's the initials uh she says more giveaways to come multiple giveaways each week Next giveaway email will go out this weekend. So if you want to win this stuff, um, you know, we could, we, you, you know, you, you have to sign up for the email list. Razor wants us to stay live till we get to 300. Uh, <laughs> listen, we're going to, we're going to have, we're going to have probably Joanna come on next. I'm not sure. 
But we'll keep, uh, you know, we'll we'll keep we'll keep pushing this the telethon we'll, going. I think you got almost we'll everybody that was watching tonight, to be honest. Yeah, maybe we'll get some yeah. more people that come on watch it later, or some people who listen to it on audio. So basically, you just need to go to uh, go to YouTube and search uh, "Locked and Loaded Latinos" and subscribe, and then look, watch the videos, and comment and say that you heard you heard of these guys here. Um, I really think you'll enjoy watching uh, their show. It's on Sundays. What, what is it again? Seven. Yes, Sundays at 7 p.m. Yes. Um, and Lola says Joe will be on next week and we'll do this again, which we will. Awesome. I promise. I promise you guys that. So uh, go to HankStrange.com and sign up for the email because everything that's going to be given away is going to go through the emails, okay? Um, except for the stuff that obviously that we're sending to uh, the Locked and Loaded Latinos. What's up, Lola? Did you want to add something? Right. And, and and the stuff and the stuff that um and the stuff that gets given away on uh, Patreon. So I'm gonna go through the email list, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I always notice when you what? come on here? I have to stand on my How much taller I am now? I'm just kidding. No, that's cool. Okay, so listen. Um, we pro we need to wrap this up here. We do really have to wrap it up. There's a whole bunch of things going on that we have going on here. Rolando, we can burn through time so fast, man. Oh, we, we always have an easy time. That's why when, you, when you're like, oh, we don't have any topic tonight, I was like, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm never worried about it, talking to you um, or Joanna. Um, so what we're gonna do is, I'm gonna ask you once again to share with the folks what they can do to uh, support you guys and how they can communicate with you guys and m maybe help you guys out. And if there's people um, that are looking at this and maybe you would like to go on their show, how do they communicate with you so they can get, you know, get on your show? Yes. Uh, well, we just hit 280. So thank you very much for awesome. that, Hank. So for everybody that's checking that out. So if you weren't, uh, if you haven't been here the whole show, you can check us out on our YouTube page, uh, Locked and Loaded Latinos. It's uh, every... Uh, every Sunday at 7 p.m. My 281. wife and I host. Ooh, there you go. My yeah. wife and I host the show. Uh, we try to bring guests on usually every other week or every two weeks. Since there's two of us, usually we have enough to talk about that we don't have guests on every show. Mm -hmm. uh, and people seem to like the dynamic. Actually, sometimes our shows without any guests do better with, than shows with guests because I think people like to see the husband and wife dynamic between. I agree with and that. I. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we always wanted to do. So guests are pretty much for fun for us, but yeah. we love to have fun, you guys but. are like Batman and Robin. Uh, that's what, yeah. People have said yeah. that we do, that we, that we've got great chemistry, which I would hope so. She's, I married her for a reason, right? <laughs> if I didn't did have the great right chemistry thing. with her, yeah. uh, it would be pretty bad. There's a lot of jealous dudes out there right now that she could have married, but you know, she said, she said it earlier and I forgot to mention it. She said Puerto Rico is awesome because it made you. Yeah, there you go. It was, that See, was I so love, sweet. <laughs> I love her. That, that's my that's my soulmate, my best friend. Yeah. So no, you, you guys are us, great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Hank. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can find us there. You can follow us at Locked and Loaded Latinos on Instagram and pretty much every major social media platform. Obviously, I'm Puerto Rican Pistolero. If you specifically want to follow me and my wife is Latina Locked N with the letter N. She's been in the uh, in the chat if you uh, can see her. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a Subscribestar account that we just started. It's like Patreon. So if you want to contribute there, it's Locked and Loaded Latinos. You can look us up. Uh, we haven't really advertised that yet. But as we go and try to create more content with the 3D printing, we might produce some videos about 3D printing and all that stuff too on the side. And there's a lot of other content that we want to produce. Obviously, we haven't been out to the range that much lately, so we haven't been able to do range videos, but that's on the on the docket as well. Yes, so. absolutely. And and really, just as a final pitch, 
for you guys to go out there and, and support Joanna and Rolando. Um, they take their time. These are hardworking folks who take their time away from their cat, come on the show, <laughs> <laughs> and give us two hours, <laughs> in some cases more than that. And we really, you know, I would like you guys, along with myself, like I'm doing this because I really want to thank these guys, right? It's not, I'm not super awesome why I'm doing this. They come on, they help us out, and I, and I would really appreciate if you guys would uh, go help them out as well, listen to what they're doing, help encourage them to keep doing that. Um, you know, I think you would really enjoy it and you will not regret doing that. So thanks thanks to you and, and Joanna, man. You know, I'm just saying it because sometimes I get, life gets crazy for me and I don't say that. And like we're doing this stuff, giving away stuff uh, in mm -hmm. December because we want to thank people for supporting us. I do really appreciate what everyone does for us. Um, it, it's it's what like keeps me charged and 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 Lola as well doing this. So awesome, um, yeah. And we appreciate always coming on the show and the chances that you've given us to get our voice out there. So it means yeah, a lot. Absolutely. Okay, so I am gonna I'm gonna roll to the end. Just everyone stand by there. I'm gonna roll to the end. Here we go. Boom. Make sure you guys smash that subscribe button and uh, the thumbs up and ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all the other places that you listen to your audio podcast. Shout out to all the people around the world. If there's anyone in Puerto Rico listening to us, let us know what you thought about the show. What you think about uh, Puerto Rican Pistolero as well? Uh, shout us out somehow. Uh, Rodney Brady says, Puerto Rico. <laughs> Boricua. Porera. <laughs> All right. We're, we're out of here. What's the final word? What's the final word, Rolando? Uh, you can't stop the signal. That's You can never stop it. Freedom only dies if you stop talking about it and spreading the word. So we can't let that happen. Amen. Peace. We're out of here, guys. See you tomorrow. Peace.